step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Decision 18 is finally over, and the boys can finally put an end to all the Paulina Gretzky or Kate Upton, Pornhub, or X-Videos talk. Uh, but uh, knowing them, uh, they'll probably just talk more. The Bucks have lost two after falling to Portland last night. Is the bloom off the Budenholzer rose? Could we be witnessing the end of an era? Drew and KB will preview the state high school football playoffs and dive into some art appreciation with Art Kabelowski. And Armin will use a lot of big words no one understands. Koinonia. Koinonia may have the definition. And now, here's a couple of guys who've never come out on top in an exit poll, unless they're the ones exiting. It's Drew and KB. The ceiling is the roof. Uh, I don't ever want to be successful. Got a you know nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know that is. He's the man. I respect the score. Oh, wow. We're going hand up, Woody. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is nothing. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you know what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew. And now, here's a couple of guys who've never come out on top in an exit poll, unless they're the ones exiting. It's Drew and KB. All right, what the hell just happened? Are there gremlins in the board, or did Armin um, leave a thumbprint on the show open today? Uh, man, I don't know. I'll have to go and look, see what happened with the edit there. I'll have to go uh, figure out what happened with my staff. All right, you're going to have to go with the film, or you're going to have to look at the film. You sound like Good a football have, coach. going to have to look at the film. Must in any event, shaky start and all, it is Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. I'm Drew, joined by my pal, KB. What's going on, brother man? What's going on is we set a, a, a record for Armin screwing up the show in the shortest amount of time possible. That, that's true. Before we like, crack the microphones. That's like scoring a goal in six seconds. It's uh, it's like a fight right. during pregame warm-ups. <laughs> it's, it's right like, off it's, the face-off. It's Boom. like writing Robin Young's name twice in the lineup card. What did you it's say? It's unbelievable. Yeah, you can't screw up any faster than you just did. Well, I have more time to make up for it now. Or make it worse, trying to compensate. I don't I'm not even going to ponder it. it. Makes my head explode. I actually, um, in my hockey covering days, covered the Milwaukee Admirals back when they were in the International Hockey League. In the eye, they were in the freaking eye, and um, they they were playing their three game, third game in three nights or th- three days. Uh, they had played a Friday, a Saturday, and then there was like a Sunday afternoon game, and it was I think about a. It might have been a one o'clock start, a rare one o'clock start back in the day. That's brutal if you're a and, hockey player. Um, they got, they were getting ready for the opening faceoff, 
and a couple of guys dropped the mitts and squared up at center ice. The puck had not hit the ice yet. And they looked at each other because there, there, there had been some rock'em, sock'em games on Friday and Saturday night. And two of the guys that were out there, I, I, they were kind of goons. They were third-line guys that were starting the game. And they paired off and fought. And it's like, I guess the coaches, it was an unwritten thing. They were both in the lineup for a reason. But the big thing was they were both older veteran guys nearing the end of their goon pugilist careers. And um, it was the third game of three nights, and they got out of there right after warm-ups. One of the guys went over to Goolsby's and was pounding beers and cheeseburgers well, while the game was going on. You know what? If they're older guys, they may have said to the coach, their own coach, they may have met up beforehand and say, listen. Let's go. Let's, you know what? Let's talk to the coach because I am gassed. Two in a row. This is killing yeah. me. So let's drop the gloves. We both get run. And then we'll just go pound some beers. That was because <laughs> pretty much it. Because I do know... As you know, I was uh, the PA announcer for the Admirals for seven years or so. So you sit in the box and you hear guys talking to each other, you know, behind the glass. Now I think it's sealed off. But I know you were covering the game and I was in the box when Sean Antosky went over the top behind oh. Dina, Dean the Dreams and Oni and I and into the other penalty That's a box. famous uh, highlight in Admirals history. Yeah. But um, uh, I would hear these things and guys would come off after having a fight. And it looked like they hated each other. And they're like, hey, what's up? Do you want to go again? Should we go again? That wasn't even a good fight. I mean, they're not yelling at each other. No. They're just having a regular conversation. Let's go again. You know, that was, you were such a voice. That was not a good fight. Come on. That's Let's, a business and it was like, transaction. We should we get, you know, Brian Posick's a hockey guy. There's not that much fighting in college hockey, but. And I remember the He Admiral, knows some guys that do it. I think it might have been Jeremy Stevenson who was having that conversation. And he said, uh. The guy said, come on, let's go. And, and uh, Stevenson goes, man, you know what? I can't because I'm trying to get up. If I get more penalty minutes, it's just going to keep me down. It's like I got to behave for a while. So, you know, it was just wow. It's like, wow. Wow, because I covered an organization where more penalty minutes made you more attractive to get for a call-up. Right. Well, he didn't want to be, be a fourth-line guy, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah depending on – that's uh, – different cultures and that that job's been kind of marginalized those guys everybody's got to skate and shoot and score now you can't just be a goon there aren't that many marty mcsorley's around bob probert bob probert's or my favorite was link gates who was a just a a terror in the ihl got a cup of coffee in the national league but gino ojek was another guy he was a uh, a guy that played for the canadians and the admirals and his main that was his job was, he, he was a fighter Sabrin was a little bit more skilled. I remember Ken. A little, yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, he was, would, but he's huge, and he he fought once in a while. He didn't like it much. He he fancied himself a skater. That was the thing. There were there were some guys who they had to fight. They had you know that that was their role. And when they started to think they were high steppers, that's when they got you know marginalized. And you know, you're here for one reason. But there's a run reason, guys into the boards. There's a reason every time Wayne Gretzky went to a new team, Marty McSorley went with him. My bodyguard. That was my bodyguard. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we're talking hockey and basketball teed up last night. Tipped off. I always say teed up because it makes me think of golf. You say you can say tee it up and, uh, you know, what time do they kick off, tee up, tip off. Basketball started Start. last night, and Ethan Happ had a uh, triple-double triple for the Badgers. He messed around and had a triple-double. So kudos to Ethan Happ. I think he's going to have a pretty big year. He's a nice player. Well, man. he's going to he's going to have people around him this year. 
which he they lost a lot of people last yeah. year. Yeah, Kobe, they've already lost to Liam Ford for a while. But right, but did. Kobe King is back, and Demetrius Trice is back, He yeah. and they were gone last year, and he had to carry a lot of the weight. Yeah, I mean, it'll, uh, it'll be fun. It's good to have basketball back. I mean, the Bucks have been playing. The Bucks played last night also, but I got to admit, I was hard down watching election coverage. It's like just, it was popcorn stuff. I had it on. Now, I'm working on other projects and have the computer up, so half paying attention. But seeing those guys... For for the news side, an election night is think about it. It's kind of what's the equivalent in sports? The NFL draft, probably. Where it's just kind of wall to wall coverage like that for an entire like the NFL draft has wall to wall coverage. Trade deadline maybe. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 it's, like, wall, it's wall. They don't wall sit draft at an coverage. anchor desk like during no, the trade deadline. It's, it's so wall the only thing I can equate it to is the draft, you know, but. It's wall-to-wall coverage generally hosted by people that have no idea that it, what is going on, and they're making projections based on stuff that, just like a draft, they're all Mel Kuypers, if not worse. I, well, I refuse to watch it. I did not watch it. I, I did not turn it, it on. I consume it. I'm a I can't guy. stand it. I, I cannot it. stand it. I cannot stand politics. I just want I, it all to be over. I consume it. Politics for me is the escape because oh. after being around this all day, I'm not oh. going to go home and fire up Sports Center. As I like to tell the kids when I go speak to high schools and college kids, when you, if you get a job at the Hershey plant in, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and you like chocolate, your first couple of weeks are going to be awesome. When you've been there 10 years, do you think they eat candy bars during their break, or do you think they never want to see one again? I my, if, I, if I had to pick an escape from sports, I'd go home and put on the Oprah Winfrey Network before I'd put on news. Uh, I watch news, man. I consume it. I'm a newsman. And I watched it all last night. I flipped around, watched everybody cover it, and I was up late watching the uh, Wisconsin thing, that which went deep into the night. And it was um, fascinating, especially as a news junkie. And it also made me think, it was nice that we did that decision 2018 that we did. Decision 2018. Decisions that matter. And they do. So These are the decisions that matter. Let's, and let's go through some of them, shall we? Let's tee up um, some of the decisions that the smart and good-looking listeners, and I should say followers, at Drew Olson Show on Twitter... Um, what did what did we decide? What what decisions were made? What were the categories? I mean, you can check out our wrap up video at Drew Olson Show. But KB. well, when when the wrap up videos were done, um, we had not had the absentee ballots in. Uh, that's right. So, so we, had, were, we had a late influx. So there were some changes that happened. Oh, after do we have poll. any runoffs or any runoffs? We necessary? have no runoffs. Um, there were a few that were close. Okay. Uh, but we had projected Ted to win over intern Josh. And uh, lo and behold, intern Josh made a big comeback. He beat the teddy bear? He beat Ted. He came back and he beat Ted in a late, late, uh, late, late surge. I'm surprised that all of his friends and family got enough votes in. So. And in fact, the three that we called early, we got burned on. Wow. What yeah, were they? Because, no, because it was... Um, uh, we thought it was Rogers over Favre, and Favre came in late. Uh, Twenty, oh. so it was Favre. It was. Uh, oh no, we did call. Uh, no, we called Waffles. It was Pancakes. Pancakes surged to the end, and that might have been because Allen and Madison's late endorsement. That's right, that's that could have been. And uh, Paulina Gretzky wins. So Wait she must have carried. She must have carried the northwest part of the state. Because we had, if you look at the video, Paul right. uh, Kate Upton had made that. She won that whole corridor from Milwaukee up to Oshkosh into the Fox Valley. But 
Uh, the other stuff that came in, so those were three, three big ones that we missed, four big ones that we missed, but oh. it was Don Vito over Michael Corleone. We called that um, a runaway victory. Uh, puppies over kittens. That's an easy one. Yeah, Coke beat kittens Pepsi. Kittens are cute, too. Come yeah, on. but well. they grow up to be cats. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, Summerfest uh, over Wisconsin State Fair. Uh, the cr- crinkle cut fry beat the waffle fry. That surprised me. I love waffle fries. I do too. The Beatles beat the Stones. Okay. Yeah, Stones were leading. Stones were for leading. much of the day. Um, uh, Betty Rubble uh, came she in. Beat Wilma. No, no, Wilma made a, the redhead, the gingers. Wow. The ginger contingent came out, so it was Wilma over Betty. And you know, at the close of the show yesterday, these some of these were undecided. Um, no surprise, in the biggest race and the most talked about race of the Decision 18, it was Pornhub over X videos. Um, yeah, that's not shocking. Fingers over toes. Um, easily, fingers over toes. No easily shock. Fallon over Kimmel. Two to one margin. Um, I'm stunned by that because the sensibility of this show does not really align with Jimmy Fallon's really? approach, I don't think. Why is that? Too much fun in games? Jimmy Fallon's just—he's a little too cheerful. We're a little bit more sardonic. I think people like that though. We're a little bit more wry. I—I'm yeah. not a big fan of either either one of them. I think personally. Kimmel's great. I Kimmel's like fantastic. Uh, the reason I like uh, Fallon is he does a lot of nostalgia stuff, and I'm into that '90s nostalgia. Yeah, I guess that's the instant stuff when he dances with Justin Timberlake yeah. or Will Smith. Like those are the great moments he has. But every on day in and day out, I'm taking Kimmel. The stuff that they do on the street outside the studio is fantastic. Lie Witness News is a great bit. The, the Halloween candy thing is one of his signature bits. He does stuff that goes viral. I I think Kimmel's got it going on. I've liked him since the Man Show. But he's not that guy so I'm anymore. a Kimmel guy. That's the problem. No, but he went from the Man Show to hosting the Oscars, which means, hey, there's hope for us. I, he's imp- so he, he sold out he, is what he, you're his saying. His career's been impressive for him. I'm not saying that. But like I, I, I like Man Show. If he was still doing that, I'd be interested. But you know, that's, that's the way I look at it, I guess. Yeah, I think he's good. Uh, uh, Barrel Man beat original Bango Buck. That's a tough call. I, um, I, I like both of those. They both give you the warm feels, you know. They, 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 I like both of them. Um, Netflix crushed Hulu, but we could see that coming. Yeah. And um, and it was uh, Armin uh, defeating SpongeBob. Armin beat SpongeBob. Armin defeated SpongeBob. I, I can't believe I beat a legend. Wow. Indeed you did. Another late search. I have a feeling that somehow intern Josh and Armin were manipulating the polling process here because they both came back after you know, serious deficits. They both came back. But, you know, that's uh, that's decision 2018 for you. We'll, we'll have to come up with some more um, for 2020. Well, you know, it's not like they're, you know, the, the campaign ads are going to start probably later today for 2020. Exactly. Well, we, uh, you know, a friend of mine and I, where we live, we always vote for each other in the unopposed races. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to find, um, he he wrote me in for clerk of courts. Oh, that's a good one. In our county. And uh, I was trying to find, and I couldn't track down the phone number. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Last night, and I was trying to find the phone number of the person who was running unopposed, and I was going to call and concede. Cause I that would have been one. hilarious. That would have so good. I would have called him and conceded. Uh, I'm conceding. Congratulations on a great race. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Now, that would have been funny. Your biggest well, Why are you? Well, you beat me in the race. Well, my friend wrote me in, and I just thought I, you know, was the noble thing to do. Uh, that is kind of cool. You should have called a press conference, too. Well, you could have thrown a, a radio, party. You have a radio show, so you don't really do you, that. You could have thrown a party. I suppose I could have. I suppose, yeah. Easy enough. Go to left and just <laughs> have my just post-election have your, party. Yeah, hey, that's not bad. Um, we are going to get to some sports. We'll get to some art appreciation. Talk about that Bucks game last night. This is the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson Broadcasting live from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex Joined by KB Armin is here as well I'm going to talk to Art Kabalowski A little art appreciation is coming up for you In a little bit But first I want to do a little hardcore sports But that's Hardcore sports is a little bit incumbent upon me Flipping around on my computer And as it stands right now In the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex Quicksand. We are in dial-up territory. Something has been amiss for the past week or so with our Wi-Fi. I, I mean, I have a Ethernet cable, and I can go into that, and it's fine. But as soon as I get out of it, it's horrible. So, Armin, can you talk to Spags or somebody and tell them we have to get the twenty-eight hundred baud modem fixed? Can we get up to fifty-six yeah, hundred? The, the gerbils that run, the hamsters that run on the wheel that power our internet. Are, and this is not us just because we don't complain about much. We're cockroaches here, and uh, we we can survive with just about anything. We share what we call the locker room with like ten dead copy machines. It's like the copy machine graveyard, and we're not talking about desktop copy machines, copiers. We're talking about big freaking no, yeah. console. Big as a small car, copy machines that we share an office with, and a lot of molding, there's a lot also, of wall molding. Uh, there's also like twenty chairs in there. In the last, you guys twenty chairs that we have. Yeah, they've just been added in the last like hour. Yeah, um, we're, it's the dumping ground, but we we're okay. Just give us a place to work, but we do need Wi-Fi because the things that we research, we need Wi-Fi. So, all right, let's we'll try to muddle through it. Armin, if you would, can we get some hardcore sports? Now his computer is slow. Tease you with the sports talk fluff, but on the Drew Olson show, we give it to you the way you like it, hardcore. 
It's Hardcore Sports on The Drew Olson Show. Hardcore Sports. Since we left the air yesterday, the Packers put Geronimo Allison on injured reserve and released uh, Jermaine Whitehead. Whitehead, of course, his last act with the Packers was that bizarre slap to the face mask of an opposing player that earned him an ejection on Sunday Night Football. Um, Is that the main reason? Are they sending a message? I mean, they got rid of Ty Montgomery for the fumble and the kick return. They got rid of HaHa Clendix just because he didn't tackle and they just felt like they had to get something for him. And then they made this move. Are they sending a message, KB? Are they? Uh, did we have we heard the phrase "we're going in a different direction"? Uh, I think we did hear that with Jermaine Whitehead. Yeah. Okay. So they're looking for better players. Yeah. Well, we're, that means that there's a new sheriff in town, and we're not going to put up with your crap. So there's got to be a backstory to just about everything. There usually is, but I would say this is probably more so behavioral. Yeah, I think it might be performance too because they. You suck back there. Kyle. Well, there is, I mean, there doesn't need to if you're, well, the no, position. if your performance is off, right? If it's not up to par, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, if you got a bad attitude, so that could be kicking these guys out the door. It's true. Hardcore sports. Speaking of the National Football League, um, Des Bryant. Remember Des Bryant? I recall. He yes, went to the yeah. Saints. The Did Super Bowl he? contending Saints. Yes, he is oh, apparently wow. uh, on the brink of or has completed a deal to play for the Saints and catch passes from Drew Brees. It's about time he's having somebody, right? It has been a long time I for mean, him. For a guy who didn't take a knee or anything, it's been a long time for him to be out of the league. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, maybe not a pro bowler, but he can still help a team, I think. I don't know. I mean, he's and good, now right? you can set your uh, calendar, set your an alarm on your phone. Des Bryant and the Saints face the Cowboys on November 29th. There you go. Now that's hardcore. That's. Ooh, now that's hardcore. Um, Hardcore sports for the NASCAR set. I know NASCAR is an acquired taste and it seems to be losing a little juice, but uh, every once in a while the soap opera bubbles up. Kevin Harvick, he won on Sunday, but it no longer counts in the Cup Series championship. He, um, the, the team had violated rules regarding the spoiler on his car. Uh, he led 177 of 337 laps at Texas and sprinted past Ryan Blaney on the last restart to win. So they pulled his But title. they have said that he uh, violated section 220.4.12 of the NASCAR rulebook. I think someday oh. in the winter I'm going to curl up with the NASCAR rulebook. <laughs> what? What? That was and read what? about spoilers. Point what? 20.412. 20. 20.4.12. 4.12, not 4.10. Yep, 4.12. Okay. 20.4.12. That's uh, hardcore. Was that spoilers the must be used exactly as supplied from the manufacturer yeah. and not altered. The infraction was discovered in a post-race teardown at the NASCAR Research and Development Center. Sure. He was penalized 40 points, stripped of the championship, uh, uh, and, and the win was stripped for championship purposes. Although he's officially counted as the race winner, it doesn't count. So now Joey Logano is the only driver qualified for the final four with one race left. In the second round. So, basically, he's been replaced by Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick gets slapped on the wrist. And if you care about Kevin Harvick and NASCAR, this is kind of a big deal. Huh. I can't get any more hardcore than that. Do you think of worse reading than the NASCAR rulebook? I'm just trying to think. Of- I'm yes. just trying to think, yeah. I mean, well, the NFL rulebook's pretty bad, too. Pornhub comments. 
I guess if you're a, ah. uh, you're wrong about that. I guess if you're a car guy though, you might like the NASCAR rulebook. I'm telling you, the comments KB are kind of funny. <laughs> NASCAR, well, the NASCAR, NASCAR has um, kind of dwindled in its popularity. About 10 years ago, it was just absolutely off the charts. You know, you'd have bars that would have NASCAR. They were NASCAR bars, and, and um, you know, they'd be set up for the entire day. And that's not really the case anymore. No, I don't know. Uh, it did it did rise and fall, didn't it? It just seemed like it's not. I, I had a buddy who was really into it, but... His interest in it was tied, believe it or not, to his favorite driver, Jeff Gordon. And when Jeff Gordon retired, he he, he, he left, too. But there's a lot of that, right? Because if you don't have a strong rooting interest, it's hard to get passionate. And if you do, it's with a driver, and that's it. It's not with a team. So the driver's gone. What happens, you know? Hardcore Sports, Bryce Harper, the bell of the ball when it comes to uh, Major League Baseball free agents, has reportedly turned down a $300 million deal to stay with the Washington Nationals. What? Imagine living a life when you can turn a contract like that down, you know? Yeah. Um, the deal that he rejected was 10 years, $300 million, according to USA Today and people who have direct knowledge of the offer. That's from our friend Bob Nightingale. Um, 10 How years, can you do $300 that? million. Can... Dollars, no longer on the table. How could you say $300 million isn't enough? Well, apparently it didn't have an opt-out cost, which is what he wants, right? Because um, Scott Boris is his agent. Um, the contract proposal to Harper was second in total dollars only to Giancarlo Stanton, who got 13 years and $325 million. He signed it with the, with the Marlins. He has he now has $270 million remaining over the next 10 years. That's $27 million a year. I mean, hey, hey, Bryce, here's a winning lottery ticket. Do you want it? Yeah, uh, I'm going to take that? my chances. Yep. Um, Mike Trout is, you know, the best player in baseball. He earned $34 million last season, but his six-year $144 million deal expires after 2020, and then he'll be shopping in that subdivision. Bryce Harper, by the way, is 26 years old. He and Manny Machado are going to push each other to up the ante and up the price on their total deals. Harper is expecting to be pursued by Philadelphia, San Francisco, St. Louis, and possibly the Cubs. Didn't I hear the whites? Yeah, the I mean, rich get richer. And yeah, these, and these are two guys that I don't know Machado and Harper. It's easy to root against them. I feel like I wouldn't mind seeing Machado in a Cubs uniform. All the more reason uh, to hate the guys from the South, huh? Well, and you could you'd be able to hate them on you know more than one occasion when they come to town. Yeah, but he'd yeah. be good for their team. I That'd hate to be say wild. it. All right, hardcore sports. Armin is a hardcore Marquette fan. He's an alum. Yeah. Um, yes, the Badgers beat Coppin State. Uh, the Golden chickens, as I like to call them. The Golden Eagles defeated UMBC. UMBC, the Retrievers. No and upset tonight. Last the night. funny thing about that was I did see a clip on YouTube uh, from the Virginia basketball po- program. Tony Bennett was doing his post-game press conference, and there, there was a TV uh, off to the side, and he looked up, and he said, nice job by our SID to put the Maryland-Baltimore County game on for Oh, me. boy. He goes, eh, well, it's a new year. <laughs> That, of course, the team that beat them in the 16 yeah. versus 1 in the NCAA tournament, Tony Bennett. He laughed it off, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, they didn't have the juice last night. Uh, Pfizer form, though, is a great place to watch Yeah, Armin, what do you think? I mean, this really is your first awesome. time in, right? First time in for a college game. I yeah. went to the Bucks game. Uh, it just it feels so much more intimate, and it feels like a great college atmosphere. I really liked it. 
Where are the students? How are the students oh, they, being they, positioned? They've got the students behind each basket now, so it's really great. And they're right. There's no more. No behind more, each basket. Each basket. They moved them, and there's no more partition behind the basket. No more tunnel. The tunnel's on the side now, so the students can get right behind the backboard and wave and stuff like oh. that. Oh, all right. Well, that's very nice. Yeah, it is pretty cool having both cool. ends, and they've got a. It's nice. It's really right. nice. That's our spin through hardcore sports today. Hope you enjoyed it. We like it hardcore. That's enough for today. Everyone knows too much hardcore sports will wear you out. So come back tomorrow for more hardcore sports on the Drew Olson Show. We might do it again later today. Who knows? But when we come back, we'll talk to Art Kabalowski. A little Art Appreciation. It's hard to do it twice in a day. It's true. Art Appreciation is next on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. With so many entertainment options at our disposal these days, it's hard to sift through the things that suck. And from the things that are truly awesome. Yes. That's awesome. The Drew Olson Show is here to help. It's time for Art Appreciation, featuring State Journal Prep Sports Editor, Art Kabelowski. Drew and KB with you. The Drew Olson Show, we welcome our, our weekly dose of class that we get from our pal Art. Good morning, Art. Good afternoon. Afternoon it sports is. Giants. Yeah. How are you? Sports giants, yeah. Sports geniuses. Sports dimwits. How are things with you? Well, we're getting done with one season and starting another, even though they kind of overlap a little bit. Um, so in the high school world, we've got uh, semifinals of state football on Friday night, and we've got some just fantastic games. We've got a rematch of last year's Division II final, um, Wanakee, the champ, against Brookfield Central. That game last year was 14-13, uh, to 13, and Wanakee scored all its points in the fourth quarter to, to win that ball game. And they're meeting again Friday at 7 in Oconomowoc, and it's worth the trip, let me tell you. Yeah, they're kind of and splitting then, uh, the, the difference. Other, oh, go ahead. They're kind of splitting the difference there, playing, uh, you know, Oconomowoc and Wanakee. I guess it's yeah, a little Oconomowoc closer. Oconomowoc has such a beautiful facility that uh, you've got to have a game there. Um, it's it's a gigantic, uh, I mean, it's a Texas-style high school football facility. Really nice. Are the and, high school uh, playoffs longer than the actual season? Because this seems like it's been going on forever for football. Well, it's more than half. you gotta you got to play nine games in the regular season, and then you have to uh, win five to win the state championship. So 14 games total. Wow. Nine and five. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what you get when you have almost everybody playing. You know, uh, all they would have to do to get actually everybody in the field would be to reduce the regular season to eight weeks and then have six weeks of playoffs. Uh, that's been talked about, but, uh, boy, that first week would have a lot of uh, 78 to nothing. Oh, man. Battles yeah. Because they, they require seeding. You know, the coaches just can't do anything without seeding everything down to the last knit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what other games are on your radar? Area team playing on uh, on Friday. That's Lakeside Lutheran. They have had a really nice season, uh, eleven and one. They take on Racine St. Catharines at Waukesha North on Friday. But and then other than that, the the game that is almost worth a drive. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Halfway across the state to see is the rematch between Kimberly and Fond du Lac that's going to be held at uh, UW Oshkosh on Friday. And now Kimberly had a 70-game winning streak, four state championships, and then they lost the season opener to Fond du Lac this year, and here comes your rematch. Locally in the Milwaukee area, I know people are fired up about Muskego Marquette and, uh, well, obviously Brook Central, too, and, and their prospects as they as they go forward. And Homestead, I guess, too. Homestead's looking pretty good. So there's a lot of yeah, intrigue Homestead's here. Homestead's on the other side of Division Two there with Wanakee and Brookfield Central. Yeah. They play Marshfield. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be quite interesting. Well, you also have state boys volleyball and state girls swimming rolling around, right? We have uh, state girls swimming. Friday is Division Two. And Saturday is Division One, and as long as uh, we're talking about the Madison area, um, you know, long-time dominance in swimming from, from our area kids of McFarland uh, and Madison Edgewood have battled it out for the top, the, uh, I think, three of the last four years, and I think Edgewood has two straight Division Two titles, and they're heavily favored this year. And then over on the other, uh, Division One, which is held Saturday, uh, Middleton is two-time champ, but this year they're going to get quite a push from Cedarburg. It's almost a dead heat when you compare the sectional times to see who has the edge. So, uh, And we have just a ton of uh, really good swimmers. Somebody pointed out that, um, that, that I think eight of the 11 possible uh, qualifying times this year were the best ever. Wow. Ever. So we've got some fantastic swimming around here. That is, yeah, man. It's almost like we're in the golden age. And, yeah, Middleton's going for a third straight title, and it's going to be tested. That's pretty excellent. There's some really good uh, athletes there. That's good stuff. It's going to be some good drama because Middleton last week was disqualified in the last event, the, the freestyle relay, which is worth 40 team points. And Cedarburg is the top qualifier. So that means that Middleton better have a 41-point lead after the 11th event. Wow. Otherwise, they're in trouble. <laughs> wow. That's, that's going to make for interesting stuff. Okay, Art, let's, um, well, we will, we'll chat about this again as we move forward next week, and we'll be closer to the, we'll be in the throws or get getting ready for the, the state football playoffs, which is always fun. What, what do you have to recommend for us? We come to you for recommendations on, on the culture, television, movies, videos, books, podcasts, weird stuff. What do you got for us this week? Well, this week I put on the rubber overalls and I took a dip in the the fetid pool of musical obscurity. I worked on that. I like that. Fetid pool of musical oh. obscurity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because all the stuff you come up with is so so mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this one this one is so weird that I remember listening to it a few times. 
uh, back in the day, and then somebody uh, mentioned it to me again this week, and I went and looked the guy up again, and holy cow, what a weirdo. This guy is called the Reverend Fred Lane, and he came out of Alabama, and he's, uh, he's a surrealist musician. So you could call him the Salvador Dali of Frank Sinatra-style crooners or the Frank Sinatra of uh, surrealists. His, his lyrics are just screwy and goofy. His uh, musical style ranges from, you know, Sinatra-type crooner tunes to spaghetti western soundtrack, you know, music, if you think of the good, the bad, and the ugly theme, something like that. And then he did country ballads and even a twisted kids song about a guy who drives around an ice cream truck and hands out moldy French toast to all the happy kids. <laughs> it's really weird wow. stuff. It's, uh, and he's got a documentary That's... coming out on him, uh, I, think, uh, I think this month or next month, called um, Ice Pick to the Moon. Uh, you know, here we go with the, with the surrealist lyrics. His two albums are called From the One That Cut You, and I don't really want to know what he means about that. And then Car Radio Jerome, whatever that means. But it's uh, it's it, if you are really into the weird stuff, you know, residence type stuff, this is uh, worth a listen. You'll either laugh or you'll say, "What the hell is this?" Or you'll uh, try to figure out what the lyrics mean, which with a surrealist is always a waste of time. Uh, all right, let's take a listen, Armin. And now, a man who needs no introduction. And the man, I mark the meat. He's so completely and utterly cool and insane at the same time. There are only two kinds of people in the world, the ones who never heard of him and the ones who worship him. That spiritual star of stage, screen, radio, the Reverend Fred Lane. Fred Lane. Fred Lane. Fred Lane. Fred Lane. Fred Lane can be pretty abrasive. What an idiot. Who the hell is this guy? He's a cultural attack vehicle. He scared me. He knows that. And he scared a lot of people. I really thought he might be a serial killer. It's actually very subversive, very radical. And this thing of, like, I'm not going to take anything seriously, and what are you going to do to me about it? Having lunch with a white woman. It's weird, and it swings like nobody's business. He is an elliptical being. Just to work with him, period, just to be around him, just to try to communicate with him. You really never know what's real and what isn't. That sounds like some interesting stuff. The trailer alone has me thinking, what the hell? He's got a great look with, uh, you know, that pointy Raleigh Fingers mustache and a, a pointy waxed goatee and those eyes that, uh, you know, stare laser beams through you. He's got the whole package of craziness. So he's like a... Um... Captain Morgan's stunt double? He, he actually could be. He's a little more disheveled than the old captain, though. Uh, his, hair, his hair goes flopping around a little bit when he's on stage. He, he looks like he hasn't uh, not only combed his hair, but washed it in months. That's, that's a classic. That's Art's recommendation. What's the name of the documentary? Ice Pick to the Moon, baby. That's a great name. KB, what do you got for us this week? Uh, mine is something I've been raving about all week. I went to a movie at 9.30 a.m. last Sunday, and I was literally, it was jaw-dropping. It was one of the best films that I have seen in a long, long time, and that is the Freddie Mercury Queen biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. When I saw this, because it didn't, um, it didn't really go down the road of what normal you know, considering his life, what they normally would go down. 
There were some good backstories. Mike Myers is in it and is amazing in the one brief cameo role that he plays. And you don't even know it's him. But um, I thought it was really good because you learned an awful lot about uh, Freddie Mercury that you didn't know. And um, the Live Aid sequence, when you know when it's placed against the back the backstory of his AIDS diagnosis, and then they do the Live Aid sequence, it um, it really changes that performance. It's pretty cool. I didn't know his fancy dress for it. You look like an angry lizard. You've got to make an impression, darling. So, tell me, what makes Queen any different from all of the other wannabe rock stars I meet? Tell you what it is, Mr. Reed. Yeah! We're four misfits who don't belong together. They're playing for other misfits. They're the outcast right at the back of the room. We're pretty sure they don't belong either. We belong to them. So now the family name's not good enough for you. I've changed it legally. Not looking back. We want to do something different. It's my money. I say, what goes? We can't simply repeat ourselves. No. We can do better. And they talk about how good uh, Remy Malik is as Freddie Mercury. The most amazing um, look-alike is the guy who played Brian May. Does he look like he's playing guitar? Because yeah, they have to no, teach oh, actors no. to play no, guitar no. a lot. It is. You wouldn't even know. Oh, you wouldn't even cool. know. Because I hate Every that. Every mannerism. I hate that when you see guys in, as a pseudo guitar player myself when they're playing a G chord on in the song and the guy's like fumbling around. He, he actually kinda... sat down with Brian May. And Brian May showed him exactly how to play every lick, every chord, where he plays it on the guitar, ah. uh, face-to-face. And I've seen uh, outtake footage of him teaching him exactly were, every mannerism. Were you distracted by the prosthetic teeth that uh, Rami had to wear? They were bad. The yeah. teeth were bad. That was the, that was was the They were a little bit too big. But you learned that the reason he has that overbite is because he was born with extra incisors. Who would have known? Yeah, that is, that's a good detail. Okay, you so... You would have known. Bohemian Rhapsody is KB's um, recommendation. Now, you went to see this at 9.30 on the daylight saving time. I think you might have to do a second look and go see it again and see if it's as good as you think it is because you've been raving about this movie. Oh, no, I'll go, I'll go see it You're again. see it again it and a, see if I it's the same. I thought it was same. great. Yeah, okay. I thought it was fantastic. All right, well, critics hate it. It's getting so what? mixed reviews, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't, I don't care sure. about what and critics say. And KB is a queen fan. I like what I like. Yeah, you like what you like. All right, uh, my recommendation spins off of KB's because... I happen to own the Live Aid concert DVDs, and I was uh, in. It was a big time for everybody musically because that was our Woodstock of a generation for the, when Live Aid in 1985 when they got together out of that whole uh, you know Bob Geldof thing. And Queen's performance was amazing, but there were great performances on that DVD. Some bad ones as well. Yeah, there were some great ones. Bob Dylan was horrible, but David Bowie. You two oh. and David Bowie both had some great moments, but David Bowie stood out to me on that day. And that's why I would recommend if you go YouTube, David Bowie at Live Aid. Hit it, Armin. We can be heroes just for one day. Yeah. We can be David Bowie dominated his set, and Bono and U2 actually really absolutely crushed their stadium set as well. Um, that was 
they had a long rendition of the song Bad that was excellent. And it's been, uh, so it's fun because Queen is making everybody kind of pay attention to that show. And it made me haul out the DVDs the other day to take a look. So. And um, I was lucky enough to see Bowie a couple of times. Yeah, me too. Way back, yeah. I remember the Glass Spider tour I saw him on and the one right after that. Yeah, he was an excellent performer, no doubt about it. Yeah, that, that Live Aid thing is, I, I know it's mainstream for arts tastes, but there were... <laughs> well, I, 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 as I always do, I have a little story about that DVD. I was on vacation in Costa Rica with some buddies, and we were sitting in a, an outdoor bar, and, you know, our hotel had a little outdoor bar, and they had only uh, two... DVDs that were in English. It was the Eagles Live and Live Aid. And so we told them to put in Live Aid, and we drank enough Pilsen beer to get through that thing three times. Oh. <laughs> and then you told them to put in on the Eagles so you could take a nap. Yeah, there you go. KB's a big Eagles yes. fan when it comes to that. That's fantastic. Good stuff, as always, Art. Enjoy the games this weekend. I know uh, a lot of people in my uh, neighborhood. Brook Central's a rival school, so I don't know if I can cheer for the Lancers. I think I might have to throw in with Wanakee in is that, that one. Uh, Lashinsky's, is that the quarterback for Drew Lashinsky? Yeah, yeah he's a two-year quarterback, yeah. Yep, yep, he's a standout. Good, good, good player. 1,500-some yards. I can't yeah. find the number there, now. Oh, 1,554, 17 touchdowns. Two really good, well-coached teams. That's going to be a great game. Thanks, Art. See you later. Art Kabelowski. Art appreciation, a staple of the Wednesday Drew Olson show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. You know, kind of one. Day on the Drew Olson show, powered by Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Decision 18 is finally over, and the boys can finally put an end to all the Paulina Gretzky or Kate Upton, Pornhub or X Videos talk. Uh, but uh, knowing them, uh, they'll probably just talk more. The Bucks have lost two after falling to Portland last night. Is the bloom of the Budenholzer rose? Could we be witnessing the end of an era? Drew and KB will preview the state high school football playoffs and dive into some art appreciation with Art Kabelowski. And Armin will use a lot of big words no one understands. Koinonia. Koinonia may have the definition. And now. Here's a couple of guys who've never come out on top in an exit poll, unless they're the ones exiting. It's Drew and KB. The ceiling is the roof. Uh, I don't ever want to be successful. Got a you know, nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know. He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going head up, Woody. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is nothing. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you know what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the father. Rolling along. 
Feels like the middle of the week, doesn't it? The Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, broadcasting live from the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. I'm Drew. Join- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By my pal KB. What's happening, brother man? Uh, what's happening is um, our our dial-up internet is starting to frustrate me, but I'm, I'm trying to rise above it and be professional and not complain about working environments. One of the things they tell you when you get into radio is you never complain about a remote broadcast, about equipment, about the temperature of the studio. Um, you're not supposed to. People don't care about the labor pains. They just want to see the baby. You just got to create the magic no matter what the circumstance. But it is getting to be throw your laptop around slow internet and we are so conditioned now that slow internet or the lack of wi-fi altogether can send people into an absolute panic oh so this sucks this sucks i mean come on remember when you had a 2800 baud modem and then uh, it, a lot of people out there don't i know but we did that's when we had and and then people who had the 56k look out i mean those guys those people were the rich people and you'd have to see, like, you're trying to get an image if you're trying to read the news, and the image would, like, fill from the top to the bottom. Yeah, you know? news, yeah. Oh, Armin, you would be, you would have no life. No, no, hey, wait. I, I mean, you the, would be pulling your hair out. I went through the Napster days with the 56K. I persevered. I, I knew the, I knew what it took to sacrifice. Persevered, is that one of his bonus words? No, that's not. No, it. I know that one. Okay. Uh, how would you know that one? <laughs> When's the last time you persevered? Oh, I, I didn't say I did it. I know the word. <laughs> I just know. There's a lot of words I know that I've uh, never yeah. really done. Okay. Well, all right, then. Everybody moving a little bit slow if you're up watching the election returns. I did. I consumed it. I'm a news junkie because I was in the news industry, and I like to watch the coverage of big events like that. And um, I was surfing around, sampling everything, and waiting to see who the next governor of the state of Wisconsin would be. So it made for a long day with what with Decision 2018, which we started. Decision decisions that matter see we've already gone you know we moved on the news cycles are so quick that you move on to something else you forget what happened the day before but we can do the rundown uh quite easily of everything that happened to get people up to date yeah i mean the the stunning turns of events in our own drew olson show on twitter at drew olson show uh you know decision 2018 we some real upsets we did some early um we did some early returns yesterday and we did not have all the votes in and as you Sometimes you predict things and you project winners, and it wasn't the case. In the first three, we had projected, um, we got beat. The absentee votes came in, the uh, West Coast polls closed, and we lost. We had it wrong. Yeah, we were getting our stuff from 538.com. <laughs> Absolutely. So we had we had Rogers over Favre that broke the other way. We had uh, waffles over pancakes and uh, the hot cakes, the flat uh, the non-ridge, the the flat vessel for carrying syrup, if you will, they won. And then um, we were all in on Kate Upton defeating Paulina Gretzky. But I don't know if people got off the course. Uh, Dustin Johnson fans got off the course and voted late. But uh, that was a comeback. It was close, though. It was a close race. 
but that uh, that was a comeback. And the other one that uh, made us came storming back. And uh, intern Josh, he um, he came storming back and and beat Ted the stuffed bear. There's a lot the of movie. a lot of nefarious activity in that one. Yeah, we're gonna have to take a look at that. Um, but uh, Don Vito hey, Corleone hey, beat hey, Michael. Hey. Um, puppies. That's, that's not a show. Yeah, puppies. No, um, no surprise over kittens. Coke over Pepsi. Summerfest over uh, State Fair. Crinkle cut over Waffle Fries. Beatles over the Stones. So Waffle Fries and waffles. Maybe that's the connotation. Maybe there was a confused electorate there. Or something. It could have been. You know. I don't know, but I will say this again. Waffle I like conspiracy. Anti-waffle. I like waffles movement. and pancakes, but. Uh, the waffle with a piece of fried chicken in the middle of it is pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, I can't understand what makes pancakes more exciting than waffles. Pa- waffles are a great dining out food. Uh, pancakes, dining in. That's the way that I look at it. I just love how, how waffles are a little crunchy. I just love that. Uh, people love the gingers, even if they're animated, because Wilma Flintstone beat Betty Rubble. Um, it was fingers over toes, Fallon over Kimmel, Big Mac over Whopper, the Barrel Man over the original Bucks. Uh, Bango logo. Um, Armin just crushes SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the race that everybody had their eye on, it was decided early. Uh, but we made us rerun this race again because we loved it so much. It was Pornhub over X Videos. Well done. Well done. Now, comments. Now, the decision 2018 uh, dominated Drew Olson's show on Twitter for a while, but we are back now. With a stripper pole of the day. Ah, indeed so we are. We are back uh, to our usual hijinks, which is every sports show in the world can have a stripper, uh, a pole. Ours is located in a, me- a gentleman's club somewhere on the planet. KB's our tour guide. Where are we today? Uh, we're in Bangkok, Thailand, because I may have found the worst strip club name ever. Uh oh. So we're in Bangkok, Thailand for the Nana Entertainment Club stripper pole of the day. I don't want to think of Nana. Nana? Not when I'm going to the strip no, club. No, no, I do not want I to think of Nana. I don't want to think of Nana. Nana, nah. you know, she may have had a dark side, but I don't want to know about it. What do they give out uh, yarn doilies with these drinks? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. All the all the, uh, all the bikinis are Actually, crocheted. All the... Um, all the couches are covered in plastic, which at many, many, many gentlemen's clubs, not a bad you know, idea. Uh, not a bad not idea. A bad idea. No. Fresh bit cookie night. Yeah. The um, so uh, they got great potato salad there. I, yeah, I, I smell recipe. vanilla. They must be cooking. Mm, no, no. Um, but uh, so, would you rather have a solid general knowledge about a lot of different things, or really deep knowledge about only one or two things? Oh, that's a good question. Special skill probably makes you richer. One special knowledge, so I'll say that. Okay, wow. but then you're probably you know I, alone at home and you can't. You're not a social person. I'm probably. fluent and can converse on a number of topics, but not in any great depth. So I, I would probably say that that's like my uh, solid oh. general knowledge is my ovoir. What is that? Wait, what do you? Are that's you, you, I, you, if you're antisocial because you don't know about other stuff. Is that your point? Well, you'd be tough to talk to at parties. Well, yeah, you kind of you know you run out of material because. But Let's flip- say you know the solar system really well. That's going to be interesting for like the first half of my drink, well, and then I'm walking away and looking for anybody else. Right? Couldn't I spend the other time learning another subject? Oh, harmonizing. I can't do that. Oh, but here's my don't harmonize. One hour harmonizing. You ri- you run the risk then of be- uh, sounding like a know-it-all, though. You don't want to sound like a know-it-all if you know all. The well, subjects. it depends on the subject. No, but you, you know, sound, you sound like a know-it-all if you're super smart in one topic. Right. 
I guess. But if you if you chime in on everybody's uh, like like if, if you're in a discussion at a party and everyone's got their own thing they want to talk about, you chime in and you try and pretend like you know about that better. You know, you're well. Like, look at this show. I mean, yeah, we go from Pornhub comments to a single high safety defense to what's the best count to hit and run on, and, we, and we transfer all the time. And the, the only time. the only guy sure, I've ever point. seen who's been able uh, to pull off uh, astrophysics is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's the greatest, and true. he's but I, he's he's got a broader knowledge pool. He, he can does. Go he's amazing. That vertical, and that's what makes him so awesome is that he can speak on so many levels, but he can make that stuff tangible and relatable to the average jabroni like me. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, they should just have a camera following him around. I don't care about the Kardashians, but Neil deGrasse Tyson to me is funny and interesting, and I would watch a show that featured him going about his daily life, and I would, he could probably give us a half hour about the difference between pancakes and waffles. Oh, without a doubt. And why, like, waffles might be superior Without a doubt. Now I he, went he to would have a, some reason, some science behind it. I went to, I have a um, communications degree from a liberal arts college. So I fall under the category of having a knowledge pool that is extremely broad, but mm -hmm. also incredibly shallowed, shallow. So I just pulled up, I have this, I just, um, I pulled up my college transcript because I had to get it. Um, I had to get it to send to someplace, even though I've been out of college for, you know, decades. Mm -hmm. So here are some of the, here are some of the deep classes that I had. And this is going into junior and senior year. I'll go down junior, senior year when you were supposed to dive in deep. Okay. To your chosen uh, profession. Um, acting. The visual image. Junior year principles of economics. Generally reserved for freshmen. Um, writing for media, organizational communication. And then I get into media history, traditional East Asia. That's, my, that's great. That's my, in my senior year. Wow. Um, Elective. Yeah. And uh, contemporary, mean, uh, contem and only three. I only had to have three courses, second semester, senior year. Contemporary media and uh, consumer behavior and sales management. And then I've got, uh, let's see, I've got uh, choir in there, oratorio oh, wow. choir. What? I've got um, intro to psychology, contemporary Spanish literature. And I look at this now and I go, how am I even, how am I even walking? How am I even gainfully employed? Oh, well, I'm in radio. So this explains a career in radio I, right there. What, what, um, but what year was that? Do you mind saying, or do you? You don't have to. Oh, is you remember? 80, early 80s? I just, I'm just shocked with how it seems like those classes are much more useful. I mean, I know you're now. Probably, yeah, because you tell me how East well, Asian ethnology is no, useful. No, I'm not saying it's useful in like a, a regular daily life, but it's an academic. Um, it's an academic exploit. It's not like there's so many classes today that have nothing to do with anything. You say. think East Asian ethnology? Ha you know, I, well, I will tell you. I will tell you what I learned from that. You might travel to Bangkok. Okay, you know? I will tell you what I remember from that class. Because um, there was the Ming and the Tang dynasties. Right. You had all those Ang or Ing dynasties, right? And the only other thing I remember is that, and please do not, this was from Wayne Patterson. It is not from me. He said this, Asian people don't have bad body odor because they don't eat dairy products. Oh, okay. Wow. 
There you go. That's all I remember. So I've not so, been able to. And you know what I've put together, put to for use? 400 bucks for that those credits, you learned that. And what I put to use out of that class in my future life as an icebreaker at a place, at a party or something to go, hey, do you know that uh, Asian people don't smell bad because they don't eat a lot of dairy products? I, That's it. See? Broad knowledge pool, incredibly shallow. Just, Walk away. There's just some college classes now or in classes that, like, you just you wouldn't believe when you see it. There you go. Philosophy of man. Well, that's an important, that, but that's a liberal arts I like class. that one. What is, yeah. what is the treeness of that tree? I remember that. Well, you hear about, you know, you learn about Plato, Socrates, Aristotle the Greats, probably, right? Yeah. The history. Yeah, uh, I guess. I, I'm just saying, like, you see now, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like so many classes, I'm like, I'm, what, what are you going to learn in here that's going to do anything? I took history of rock and roll, though, in college. I loved that class. You okay. would have loved it. Drew, you would have uh, loved it. Oh, All right. Out. This is great. If you were going to do a a line graph of my GPA, freshman, first freshman year to end of the sophomore year, here we go. Four, three, five, three, oh, two, six, seven. Wow. You just covered a beer, didn't you? Dropping like a a flipping rock. He discovered beer. Case closed. There you go. Yeah. I'm a veg, Danny. Wow. That's just amazing. Um, So... We had all the teams playing last night, all the basketball teams that we're interested in. The Badgers, Marquette, the Bucks, and the Milwaukee Panthers were all playing last night. Milwaukee Panthers blew an early lead and lost at Boston College. Oh, yeah. No shock there. They lost by 20, but yeah. they were up. They shot 5 for 38 in the second half. Yeah, that would have been a nice one if they were able to get that. If you give us 38 shots in a college game, I think we'd make more than five. Honestly, so. are we guarded? Yeah, you're being I, guarded. I honestly think we could have made more I than guess, five shots. Yeah, if we have Drew and I, I think so. I, I'll uh, take that over. I think we could have. That's really bad. That's like thirteen percent. That's like watching a sixth grade girls game. Five for thirty-eight and a half. Hmm. That's awful. Especially the way they started it. You know. Yeah. Forty points. Yeah. That's just awful. Um, we're getting some more um, feedback. We got some breaking news from the Green Bay and actually Miami. Ryan Tannehill has been ruled out for the Packers game against the Dolphins. Wow. That's uh, change the line. It's kind of big. That, that very well might. We will discuss this in more depth and continue the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. I'm looking back, but I want to look around me now. There we go. First of all, I'll ask KB. Any ideas what this is? It's got to be some sort of anthem. It's a catchy little ditty. It's number five on the college charts. No. It's not. Let it roll, Armin. It's the Greek national anthem. And it's time for a new segment on the Drew Olsen Show called Giannis Watch. The Bucks lost to the Trailblazers last night in Portland. A lot of people were watching the election coverage or just turned it off or watching the Badgers and Marquette and then going to bed. Um, 118-103, the Bucks lose. First game of a West Coast swing for them. Giannis Adetokounmpo played 37 minutes. 
He made 11 of 18 shots on the ball game. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Finished with 23 points. He had 0 for 2 three-pointers. 1 for 2 at the line. It's not a lot of free throws for Giannis. He had 9 rebounds. 7 of them on the defensive side. He had 6 assists. And amazingly for him, no steals, no blocks. 6 turnovers. A foul, and he was minus seven on the plus-minus scale. 23 points for Giannis. So, that's a box score stuffing game, but it's not, by Giannis's standards, not a great game. I'd agree. I'd say it's not a great game for Giannis, yeah. And our friend Eric Name has a story at theathletic.com about Giannis, still believe it or not, finding his way offensively. After he posted his second triple-double, it's a theme, Ethan Happ and Giannis, triple-double men, um, on Sunday against the Sacramento Kings, it was his second of the season, Giannis said that he figured some things out. He figured out how to attack under Mike Budenholzer's offense. He said, quote, It's hard to find my spots because our offense is not an ISO offense. It's more like move the ball, move your body, set screens, a lot of ball movement. It's hard to find spots. You don't know from where your shots are going to come, but I know when the game's on the line, I know coach is going to say, Chris, have the ball, or Giannis, have the ball. So, no, eventually it's going to come. I just have to keep playing through the offense. So, they did a pretty good job on Giannis last night. And the Bucks' problems weren't necessarily that Giannis wasn't himself on offense. It was just that they, I think they did a good job and the Bucks didn't play great defense last night. But Giannis, I just figured that since Giannis is such a big part of what the Bucks do, maybe someday he'll be driving around in Milwaukee listening to us and he'll hear the Greek national anthem and we'll catch his attention. So, we just every time Giannis and the Bucks play, we need Giannis watch. He's that important. It's nice to hear him say that because I think, I think if you look at the way the Bucks are playing offense this year, it's a lot of ball sharing and the scoring's very even. Where in the past it was a lot of depend on Giannis to get to get us through. Yeah, they just kind of had him stand around. Remember when we thought if they only had spot up shooters that he could drive and right. dish to, it'd be awesome. Well, so, now everybody's a spot up shooter because everybody's shooting threes all the time. But it is funny that he's looking for angles to attack the basket. Well, I think in the long run, this should be good for the Bucks, and it'll be good for him, but mostly it's better for the Bucks. Yeah. It, 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 it's less dependent on Giannis, and the more you have shooters you know, uh, hugging the perimeter, you're going to have more opening for Giannis to drive. So, yep. I only watched a little bit of the Bucks game last night. I can't speak authoritatively about the proceedings. I just know that Portland's a pretty good team, and um, the Bucks, though we like their chances in the East – when they do venture west, and they they got a game coming up against Golden State that's going to be one of those good measuring stick games, but the West is a different animal. It's always happened for uh, the Brewers, too. This year they didn't, but you could almost set your watch to the fact that teams would go on a West Coast swing, and they're going to come back with a losing record on those runs. Yeah, there was it was kinda, always it was the always, just, always struggled on that. Yeah, yeah, it was always just a foregone conclusion that okay, if they were up with a lead in the division or what have you, well, that's going to go away. Sunshine, distractions, mm-hmm. time zone change. Yep. What do you think? It, what, what do you attribute it to? Uh, I would say probably more of a um, a time zone thing, mm. not getting on the right clock at the same time. 
Could be. Biorhythms. They've been studying that, though. Sleep science is, like, huge in sports right now. And I wonder about that because I have a daughter who's going to attend college soon, and college students have the worst sleep patterns of just about anybody. Especially if you have an 8 a.m. class. Really bad, and you kind of develop them as once. an adult there. You will yeah. have an 8 a.m. class once, yeah, no unless it's mandatory. Don't do what I did and try and schedule your classes three days a week. And one semester I did that, where I tried to schedule two days off for myself. And it just became, you think it's great because you're like, oh, great, I have four days off and three days of classes. But the up and down, the roller coaster of it is just brutal because you don't get enough da- done on the off days. Well, I was going to say, you probably have classes yeah. from like 9 until 9 on yeah, those days, Yeah, right? they were pretty long. I remember it was like 9. I think I had 1, 7 to 9 p.m., and then the rest were like oh. eight, 9 to 6. And it was like, it wasn't bad having the classes, and then you were excited about the day off. But the problem was you didn't get enough that you should have done on the day off. And then it was just this roller coaster of... No, because he had a day off and he didn't want to yeah. do anything. Then, then I compromised with myself for my senior year. I uh, scheduled no Friday classes. So that was better, just to wow. have a three-day weekend. I thought weekend. that was a universal thing. Seniors yeah. never have Friday if you If classes. you can do it, yeah. So that was better because at least you have a long weekend and you're ready to go for just regular weekend stuff, preparing to do your work when you need to and party when you need to. You know, it worked out. Thursday night was, you know. The night. It, yeah, you, then you give yourself a, a three-day weekend. In college, it's always a three-day Well, weekend. yeah, you learn that as, as you get older, you learn that really college Thirsty is, Thursday. It's all playtime. My yeah. freshman year, we had no Wednesday classes. The college had no Wednesday classes. What the hell? Because wow. it was only, those were the days that were scheduled for labs, that if you had one of the hard sciences, chemistry, biology, you always had to have your classroom, and then you have a, had to have a lab. How so does they, that affect everybody else? Well, they didn't schedule any other classes. So only labs were on that day. So if you weren't in a hard science, then you had, oh it, you know. God. And as we learned the last break, I didn't even get a sniff of one of them. So. How country club is that set up? Well, it was just freshman year because that's when they realized that students were just using it to go out and booze on a Tuesday. Really? Took you that long to figure so it out? So then Tuesday became Thursday, and Thursday was already Thursday. So you basically had two Thursdays a week. And a Friday and a Saturday. God, that's just crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, the Arrow Appraisals inbox is Drew at the Big920.com. Hit us up, arrowappraisalswi.com for all your appraisal needs. Twitter at Drew Olson MKE, at Drew Olson Show, at On Air KB. At Drew Olson Show is where the stripper pole of the day resides. And I got an harmonizing spinoff question. KB, what's our stripper pole? Where are we? And what's the stripper pole question? Um, our stripper pole a question of the day. We're in Bangkok, Thailand for what may be the worst ever named strip club. The uh, the Nana Nana, Nana Entertainment Club Nana. stripper pole of the day. Uh, so Nana Entertainment is what? It's like binge watching Murder She Wrote, you know, or something I like guess, that. Matlock. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a solid general knowledge about a lot of different things or a really deep knowledge about only one or two things? And uh, people just want to be kind of smart. No one wants to be super smart. That's pretty good. That people want to be conversant. Yeah, I my, think so. My harmonizing question to this is one that I asked like last week, and I think it's fascinating, because if there was a pill, a magic pill, that you could take, and it would increase your intelligence quotient, increase your overall intelligence by 15%, but it would guarantee that everyone you encounter would perceive you as 15% less intelligent than you currently are, would you take the pill? Oh, so everyone you encounter in life would think you're fifteen percent dumber than you are right now, but the pill would actually make you fifteen percent smarter. So basically, my life now. 
<laughs> you think you're underregarded? Uh, no, I underestimated. Think, I think people think I'm stupid, and I think I'm smart. So, but this would guarantee it. This would be clocked. You take your level of intelligence right now, and you're going to amp it up by fifteen percent. Whatever advantages that gives you, professionally, personally, romantically, financially. But the thing is, the perception of you by everybody you encounter yeah. will be that you're fifteen percent. Now. It speaks to we're a very vain society where people like you people worry about how they're perceived. Definitely, they put things out in the world on social media and they wait for the likes to come in and the validation. Could you handle knowing and experiencing that people think you're fifteen percent less intelligent than you are when actually it's actually like almost when you think about it, it's a thirty point swing. I think we all admit. I think we all feel that in a little bit too, KB. We all feel like we're not given the credit for our smarts we deserve. I'm not saying I'm not. Not giving me, any man. Credit. I feel like I'm, I'm fooling people, people all the time. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather people think I'm smart. I really would. No, I know that sounds then, bad. Then be but... smart. Okay. No, well, no that's honest. No, you can't. You're, you're being people... honest. It's like yeah, you... but that's a bad place to be. You're probably right because then one of the days you're going to get called on it and you're not going to be able to deliver. So set the bar low, my man, and then take you can the just pill. step over it instead of having to jump. I no, say that's take true. the pill because you'll be able. You'll find you'll be 15 percent smarter. You'll find ways around it. You'll be able to manage it. Hey, we're going to move into our other studio. Um, we'll be no. back. It's going to sound the same, but we'll be in a different place. It's the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Welcome. And I uh, hope you enjoyed Decision 2018. Decisions our, that matter. Our little twisted take on the elections that uh, happened yesterday. And uh, I was up late watching it. I got to admit, I didn't watch a lot of basketball last night. I'll rectify that as we move forward. I plan to watch uh, Golden State and as much of its entirety as I can catch when they tee it up tomorrow night. But I didn't watch a lot of basketball. I was watching politics. I like it. I was surfing around to all the different networks, surfing between national and local to try to get a flavor for what was happening. And, um, you know, I, I, that's, my, um, that's my escape, I would say, because I'm not going home. I don't go home on, a, on an average night at Stately Olson Manor. You won't find me hard down in front of Sports Center watching. Because that's what we do here. When we come here... And we're at the Widget Factory. We consume a lot of sports. We watch a lot of sports. We're looking at a lot of sports. I watch games and flip through them for mining for information material and just general, you know, my general knowledge. But, yeah, I, I like to uh, I watch the political stuff. And that was the Super Bowl of politics when you have a big, hot, highly contested election with a record-setting turnout. Like we had in Decision 2018, which we've never done before, but Decision 2018, record-setting turnout. It was. And interesting races and some surprises. KB, we got to wrap this up today. we got to put a bow on our coverage of Decision 2018. There were a lot of surprises. Um, when we took a look at, uh, when we were doing our results show last night, late into the night, a lot of things happened overnight. Right? Yeah. So uh, you don't know. Different uh, precincts come in, uh, polls close le- close later, rather. And uh, the three that we declared early, that being Aaron Rodgers over Brett Favre, Waffles over Pancakes, and Kate Upton over Paulina Gretzky, all broke the opposite way. We missed that. Amazing. And actually, can add uh, intern Josh or Ted. And uh, intern Josh ended up winning that one as he well. He manipulated the ballot somehow. He's pretty savvy. Though. Yeah, there was some uh, hacking influence, uh, something going on shady there. Come on. Um, in our other races, it was Don Vito Corleone over Michael Corleone for the head of the five families. Puppies beat kittens. Coke beat Pepsi. Summerfest over State Fair. Waffle fries fell in a late rally by crinkle cut fries. Uh, the Beatles upset the Stones. I'm a Stones guy. 
you know, you love them both, right? But oh, if you absolutely. had to choose, I'd go Stones. Um, the uh, uh, Wilma Flintstone, the uh, ginger, uh, the the uh, ginger contingent came the ginger out. Ginger boat, yeah, the ginger boat. She pulled the ginger boat there. Um, fingers over toes, Fallon over Kimmel, Big Mac over Whopper, Barrel Man, the old Brewer logo beat the old Bango. Netflix, not surprisingly, over Hulu. Armin uh, never looked back. I mean, broke out to an early lead, defeating SpongeBob. And the one that everyone was talking about, it was a runaway victory, Pornhub, over X Videos. Do you guys think the endorsement from uh, Allen and Madison was the difference? I think it might have been. Summerfest or State Fair? Summerfest. Uh, Beatles or Stones? Stones. Pornhub or X Videos? Hub. No, you know, he was just, he was ready to go. Hub, hub. Nobody outporns the hub for him, man. Alan and Madison came through for us, man. That was pretty good. But in real politics, the the news, um, overwhelmingly, everywhere it hit the ballot, it was a landslide. Whether it was medical or recreational use. Oh, baby. The uh, all Wisconsinites carried the day and are pro-weed. Yes. So... Baby. So that's an advisory that, referendum, right? In yeah. case that's one of those, that's how that works. Yeah, I could have advised you before right. I even had his waste the money on ink and paper. If you've that's talked the way to anybody, if you've talked to anybody who's traveled to Colorado recently, and there's a dispensary on every corner and two in between now, it is a booming business. You were asking people yesterday, sativa or indica, as one of the choices as we were messing around. If you check out the videos at Drew Olson Show on Twitter, um, you know that's. That was. Some people didn't know. Well, Guarantee you in a year or, or if it they goes, afraid, they will. Or, or they, they were, were afraid, afraid to, say. to say. Because the voter turnout in the Pornhub uh, X videos was quite low on Twitter. Yes. I mean, and uh, but I think that's indicative. That's because the ballot's not silent. We that's exactly. Seen that. Yeah, we should have seen that coming because it was like for one and retweet for the other. We should have seen that coming. Well, your name is going to be on it. So if we did a uh, yep. like a, a closed ballot, then uh, we might see more votes. But what difference does it make? We know which way it's going to turn out. That's a good point. Um, Armin, we're a little bit because of the Admirals game. We're a little bit disjointed. But is there a chance we could spin through what's happening now, sir? There is. Yes. Okay, let's do that. Now, then. sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? What's Happening Now is brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds on 76th and Layton in Greenfield and Green Tree in Port Road in Glendale. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Boom! What's happening now is that the Packers made some news after we left the air yesterday when they put Geronimo Allison on injured reserve with a core injury. Uh, If I had any core muscles... I don't know. It would be a bad thing to hope. But I did a sit-up. I did a sit-up. Uh, they also released uh, Jermaine Whitehead, who slapped the face mask of a Patriots player on Sunday night and was ejected in a, what turned out to be a pretty pivotal play. He gone as well. And Packers announced yesterday that former general manager Ted Thompson is going to enter the Packers Hall of Fame and that the ceremony has been moved up from its traditional spot at the end of July or mid-July, kind of like before camp, to May. And they said it's to accommodate schedules and things like that. Sources close to my situation say that Ted Thompson is not in the best of health. Um, There were reports of that, kind of whispers around about that near the end of his tenure. 
And uh, he's currently in Texas, and that's uh, some people are saying that's why they moved up the ceremony to accommodate Ted Thompson. Um, health aside, Ted Thompson was highly successful and, in my book, did a great job. I know a lot of other people are still embittered because he didn't bring home more Lombardi trophies. I thought Ted Thompson, on balance, did pretty well. I mean, they went to the playoffs like eight straight years. He drafted a Hall of Fame quarterback while he still had a Hall of Fame quarterback when a bunch of other teams passed on said Hall of Fame quarterback. That was his first draft pick out of the chute. He navigated that transition from Favre to Rodgers. Clunky as it was, he got him through that, and they went on to win a Super Bowl. Ted Thompson, to me, if I had to grade him, I'm giving him A minus. B plus, B, high B, low A. Yeah, and he's in that discussion. He's in that. He's in that. Uh, in that subdivision for grade shopping. And A B, and yeah, A B. I would say. Uh, but what you really need to know um, in a real political race that is very close to the Pornhub X videos race that we had on Decision Eighteen. Decision um, Owner of the Bunny Ranch Brothel in Nevada and star of the HBO series Cat House, Dennis Hoff defeated educator. Lisa Romanov on Tuesday in the race for Nevada's 36th Assembly District. Now, he's not going to be able to serve. No. Because he's dead. He died October 16th following four days of heavy-duty partying to celebrate his 72nd birthday. His body was discovered at the Bunny Ranch by porn actor Ron Jeremy and um, one of the employees. Ron's the first guy to find him. I don't know. Why don't you ask? Because I just gave you his number if you want to call him. This is Ron Jeremy's? That's Ron Jeremy's number. All right, I'll call him. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I... We think it's his number. We think it's his number, but every time it's been called... You want to try? He's answered. But think about this, though. How little must people think about you as a a person or a, a possible, as a politician, that you lose an election to a dead brothel owner? Tribalism, KB. It's all about the, the letter in front of your name. Or the fact you're in Nevada and you're a brothel owner. You're right, though. I think it shows also people don't know down ballot and they just vote this aside. But it's like, man, I, I could, how do you live with yourself? I, you know, you ran, how'd you do? I lost, well, I to, lost a to a guy. dead guy who owns a strip joint. And not a strip joint, a sex club, if you will. A brothel. A brothel. If you ever saw Cat House on HBO, he's a dude. Come on, man. It's like Dennis Hoffa. Legendary friend of Ron Jeremy and others. I, exactly. Wow. Got the number if you want to dial it up. What's happening now? Des Bryant, um, his vacation's over. He is signing with the New Orleans Saints. How about that? Three-time Pro Bowl receiver who just turned 30 on Sunday. Worked out for the Saints on Tuesday and uh, reached a one-year agreement today. The Saints are making the push. They're 7-1. They have Super Bowl aspirations they beat the Rams on Sunday. Um, they are uh, legit. Legit. And here's the thing: circle it on your calendars. Bryant and the Saints will visit AT&T Stadium to face his former team, the Cowboys, on November 29th. You think they might get some mileage out of that on TV? Cowboys coach Jason Garrett asked about the deal. Said, "I'm really happy for him and that opportunity. I know it's important to him. He wants to finish his career strong." done such a great job for this organization. has been an impact player in this league over the course of his eight years playing. Seems like a real good opportunity for him. I know he'll help their team. Hmm. All right, then. 73 receiving touchdowns. Des Bryant is now a saint. But what you really need to know, if you were listening earlier, Drew introduced the new feature, Giannis Watch. And uh, here's another watch. I don't know if it'd be a regular feature, but I'll throw another watch at you. Canada Weed Watch. Because... 
A lot of things happening up in Canada that are a trickle-down effect of them legalizing marijuana. The Canadian government has now decided that they are going to crack down on cigarettes and are considering printing warnings on every single cigarette in the country. So not on the pack. They are putting them on the cigarettes. So Uh, just, is there any, what I want to know, just by a show of hands, is there any smoker out there who doesn't know that cigarettes are bad for you? That you would need to have it on a cigarette? What's this? You know, oh, you smoke those. Oh, okay. Do you need to see it says they're bad for you? On the heater, actually, itself? No, on on the actual lung rocket. It is going to be printed on the sign. But to... uh, How do they fit it? I, I have no idea. But to quote the great Dennis Leary... So you can name a cigarette tumors and put a skull and crossbone on the package and people would still buy them. They would. You're probably right. What's happening now? Quick hitter. I mean, there's all kinds of political news yesterday and still some elections that are hanging and runoffs and things like that. And Talk of recounts. Uh, breaking news out of Washington. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has resigned at the president's request. What? They said, okay. it, they said it would come after the midterms. They weren't kidding. Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General of the United States has resigned at President Trump's request. Hmm. There you go, breaking news. So, uh, Jeff Sessions won't be at the White House for Thanksgiving, and apparently neither will Caitlyn Jenner, because the Kardashians have allegedly not invited Caitlyn to Thanksgiving dinner or to Christmas. Wow. She's been frozen out. Why is that, I wonder? Yeah, it says the time of year used to be... um, this time he said uh, to a magazine, "This time of year used to be packed full of fun when she when uh, she or he was with Chris and the kids. But lately, she's a little left out in the cold. They never invite her over for dinner. No one's mentioned Thanksgiving or Christmas. I mean, that's sad. No one should be alone I don't on that. Get invited to Christmas or Thanksgiving, and I haven't changed sex. Okay, so there's ah. a deeper issue there. I haven't gone through gender reassignment surgery, and nobody wants me around. Hmm." Hey, KB, I mean, you know, the, 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 the swans and hungry man's always there for you, you know? Yeah. There you go. Uh, what's happening now is the Dolphins announced today that Ryan Tannehill will not play against the Packers on Sunday at Lambeau Field. Tannehill's had a shoulder injury. They have a bye next week. They decided, hey, let's just give him a little extra time to heal. He'll be back week 12 at the earliest. Adam Gase, coach, said that he'll be back November 25th against Indianapolis. So Brock Osweiler will start. For your Miami Dolphins, Miami, of course, is five and four this season. They're two and two when Brock Osweiler starts for them. That's interesting. It is his fifth consecutive start, but there had been talk that Tannehill would start. Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler has one start against the Packers. It was in 2016. He was 22 for 35 for 202 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. So, the more you know. Hmm. But what do you really need to know? Speaking of Thanksgiving. You can now get Thanksgiving dinner in a can. Okay? A Pringles can. Oh, wow. Pringles is releasing three Thanksgiving Day flavors. Turkey, stuffing, and pumpkin pie flavored Pringles. Oh, man. They were good. That's good until the pumpkin. Like, I'm all over that. Are you kidding me? Turkey and stuffing potato chips? You don't think that'll taste good? The salty... Well, for starters, I... I don't like my potato chip necessarily uniformly shaped. You know. Wow, come on. But I um, guess, yeah. You can order them online in a three-pack. I'll try them. I'll try them. I'll bring them in. 
Okay, uh, order them uh, online because I bet you they're god awful. The pumpkin, I have no interest in. The pumpkin all flavoring. I'm pumpkin not a big spice. turkey fan to begin with. Oh, I love that. Best thing they had at State Fair one year was the um, Thanksgiving burrito. It was oh, like, I had that, yeah. It was so good. It was fantastic. But I'm sure they're trying to get people to stack all three. Yeah, Comic well, Cafe. Yeah. Comic Cafe does that kind of deep fried Thanksgiving balls, like everything uh, all mashed up into a ball Edible and then ball, fried. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Don't get thunder on like diners, drive-ins, and dives or something like that. One of yeah. those shows. You get Thunderstar. That's his favorite meal oh. of all time. Thanksgiving dinner. And by the way, um, that's one of the things that we didn't report on Decision 2018. I don't know if you saw the return or not, but um, after after a, a close election. <laughs> Guy Fieri was named once again mayor of Flavortown. Nice. <laughs> Amazing, he he cannot be beaten. How does he? he how beaten. does he not? He's you know, the mayor of Flavortown. You cannot unseat him. You really from there. can't. You just you no just term can't. limits in Flavortown. The people's <laughs> no, choice. No, that's what's happening now. Um, that's what's happening next. We're gonna have. We will have. What is these animals today? Yes, we, it'll be and, making and, a quick return. And um, we're going to talk about Armin's trip to Pfizer Forum, his first Marquette game. First regular season Marquette game at the Pfizer Forum last night. A um, lot of basketball last night that we can touch upon. Maybe spin through Giannis watch again. And I also have a question for you about uh, national college football and uh, playoff rankings and things like that. We will get to all of that as we move forward. You are listening to and enjoying the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. It's Wednesday on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Decision 18 is finally over, and the boys can finally put an end to all the Paulina Gretzky or Kate Upton, Pornhub, or X-Videos talk. Uh, but uh, knowing them, uh, they'll probably just talk more. The Bucks have lost two after falling to Portland last night. Is the bloom off the Budenholz rose? Could we be witnessing the end of an era? Drew and KB will preview the state high school football playoffs and dive into some art appreciation with Mark Gabelowski. And Armin will use a lot of big words no one understands. Koinonia. Koinonia map the definition. And now, here's a couple of guys who've never come out on top in an exit poll unless they're the ones exiting. It's true, and KB. The ceiling is the roof. Uh, I don't ever want to be successful. Many yards for me, get faster. Got a you know nipple twister. You know, just hanging out. Just want you to know, Drew. I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I don't even know. He's the man. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going head up, Woody. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. We'll do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Foo Fighters! He could be a freak on the court and on the shit, oh you God. know what I'm saying? Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. And here he is, having the time of his life. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Cruising comfortably through the Wednesday edition of the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc. I'm Drew. My buddy KB is here. Brother man! Armin Sargent's here to answer your phone calls at 414-799-1920. I'd like to begin this portion of the program with a question for you guys and the smart and good-looking listeners out there. We appreciate very much. I'm uh, 
getting myself mentally ready for this weekend's um, affair, the Penn State-Wisconsin football game in Happy Valley on Saturday morning. You'll hear it on the Big 920 in Milwaukee. And I know that this the Badgers' hopes of going to the National uh, College Football Playoff are done. Pretty much dashed. Expired. But they can still do things, and what they want to do if they want to get to the Big Ten Championship game in any form or fashion, it's incumbent upon them to win this game, and this would be kind of a statement game for them to, kind of a season-making game. It would it would put us pep in everybody's step. I don't know if they can do it. It's a tough place to play. Penn State will be fired up after losing big last week. It's a tough road. But it got me thinking, as we start to spin into the time of the year where it gets dark early and you start thinking about things oh, in yeah. different ways, you start thinking about... The college football playoff, and you start to see the polls come out and all that. And Notre Dame's had a renaissance. Michigan's in the mix. Are they the best team in the Big Ten? You start thinking about a more global approach to college football. And I would say, if you take the Badgers out of the equation, is there one team that you would like to see win the college football national championship? Does anyone but Bama count? That's what I was going to get at because we we're just coming off an election, and there's a lot of that kind of sentiment. And I think that's one thing that would unite just about everybody outside of Alabama, that you hate Alabama. I just saw a story online that Alabama's recent dominance has not hurt college football's ratings, and it might be good to have that Goliath up there, but is there a team that you would like get behind? Now, KB, I know you have an affinity for the, Dame, so. the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I mean, I have ties to Family ties. Yeah, but I can't see them being that good. I mean, they're good. They've well, beaten everyone. They beat Michigan, but it was the first game of the year. Again, again, but you know, you're, you're thinking about it logically. You're the fan. You're supposed to say, I'm all in. I want the Irish to win the national championship. Get them back. It'd be like the Lombardi Trophy coming yeah, back but, to title uh, town. But lest we forget, only a few short years ago, they got boat raced by Bama when they were supposed to be so good. In fact, they may have gone into that game number one, and but, Bama may have yeah. been number two. But KB, what if they won? Yeah, how awesome would it See, be? Thing, so, I, 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 would be I, no, it'd be awesome. It's just like you are rooting for them, but you don't want to let yourself go down that path where you'd be oh, disappointed no, if they don't make it. No, I wouldn't be disappointed. It's just um, I think Bama is so good that yeah. I can't. I can't see anyone. I can't. Yeah, okay, be so just, it, I just so can't see hopeless. anyone beating. If they beat them, it would have to be if anyone beat. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bama, there would have to be a colossal failure on Bama's part. I mean, they're just... It's I mean... Just, Besides, what that, are they averaging? Fifty-six points a game. Oh yeah, they're killing everybody. Yeah, they just beat. I mean, but besides that, I mean, that's the one that came to mind for me because what's the other great last great story in college football besides Notre Dame? Central Florida, I guess. I mean, Notre Dame getting back and finally winning it all again would I think be that? Well, yeah, it would certainly would. That you want to talk divisive? I mean, it would be Notre Dame would divide the country. I don't know. The though. same thing People, as everyone the, against Notre Dame's almost become an underdog now. Oh, anyone has become an underdog, but the same. But that was always divisive. Who, uh, you know, who are you a fan of? Anyone Notre Dame hasn't Notre been Dame? good enough to be hated in recent years. 
Like, no, I, no, I, I but don't they know have... that they are. They they have the shiny. They have all the you know Rudy and all that. But they have their own network, the Notre Dame Broadcasting Company. But I don't know that I don't know if there's that resentment. It's not like they get top recruits anymore. That they're you know they're they're not in the mix. So I think it'd be kind of refreshing for them to win. It's almost like the first time the Red Sox won, and for a lot of people, it was kind of refreshing. Now we're sick of them. Exactly. There's fatigue after a while. But when they first won in '04, it was like, yeah, it's kind of refreshing. I would think let the, them have their moment. The question would be the bigger question is how do you stop Bama? Because in pro well, football, you got free agents. You know, and there's money, and there's salary caps, and there's things like that. How do you stop Bama? It's funny you say that because the old know. story I mean, used to be it's easier to do that in college because there's always graduation. Yeah, but but Saban will keep the pumping in five star recruits every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Clemson did beat them just you know right a Clemson years won. Ago. Yeah. So uh, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, right at the top, and then Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU. I, is there anybody that stands out, though? Is that the way we consume college football now? It's like, is it a default setting to say, anybody but Alabama? That, that's who I'm rooting for. That's who I want to win the national championship is anybody. I don't really care. Anybody but Alabama. I think the game... I, I think that's the mode a lot of people are in. I think the game that the country would love would be, if it stays that way, it would be Bama, Michigan, Clemson, Notre Dame. And I think the country would love to see... A Notre Dame-Michigan oh, yeah. rematch. Title for, for the title. That'd be amazing, yeah. For a couple of reasons. is The Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry is pretty storied. Notre Dame beat Michigan the first game of the season, but it's not Bama or Clemson. I like Notre Dame against anybody in the national championship game. That would have juice. That would actually well, yeah. mean, that would right, bring but, the yeah, heat. No doubt about it. There would be. That would bring the heat. I mean, and I, but I don't think there is, they're not as reviled. Maybe it's partially around here. They've drifted out of our awareness because they're not a rival with Marquette anymore in basketball. True. That was a big thing. Are there any fans? I mean, it used to be, or sometimes you cheer for your conference. Are any Badger fans going to be cheering for anyone in the Big Ten, maybe? I don't think. Definitely not Ohio I don't State. Think, definitely not Ohio State. And Michigan, probably not either. I mean, not Michigan State. I mean, a, a rising tide lifts all boats, and it does help their coffers, and it helps them to have the teams go there. Yeah. I would think. So it's not a bad situation. But you're not going to bring themselves to cheer for them. No. No one wants to see Ohio State I just, win. I just thought of that as, you know, college football college football is one of the best regular seasons in all of sports. And now it's getting we're getting into the good stuff now and we're gonna start thinking about this. And it just struck me uh, the other day as I was driving around, uh, you know, it's a bummer. The Badgers uh, we talked about the Badgers, how they went from having championship and playoff aspirations this year to now just trying to salvage their season, right? Well, there's one way we can find out about Notre Dame. I just put a bonus lapper out there. Pretty simple is Notre Dame still hated. Okay. Well, and my uh, bonus lapper, you can get those at On Air KB for KBs. Mine is um, mine is at Drew Olson MKE. And I'm asking, uh, with the Badgers out of the college football playoff picture, what school do you want to win the national championship? Simple question. Mm. And I have a feeling that most of the sentiment is going to be like anybody but Alabama. <laughs> a lot for a lot of people, the apropos question in college football is, how many NFL teams would Alabama beat? On any given Sunday, could you take Alabama as they're constituted now and have them I was be thinking about a that. team in the NFL? I was thinking about that last weekend, actually. I was thinking, would it be Buffalo? Would it be Cleveland? I People people ask these questions. I subscribe to the theory me. that there's no way yeah. that, 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 that they, just, they, couldn't, they wouldn't be able to hang. See, Armin, this was before you were born, but some of us who are older remember back in olden times, we remember the um, the uh, first game of the season was college the football college, All-Star game. college football All-Star game where the defending um, uh, uh, NFL champion would play 
a uh, team of college all-stars. It was always at Soldier Field, if I... Yeah, top draft picks playing. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine that happening now. It's amazing. That oh, God, no, game. it would never happen. It was a jump start for the champions on uh, training camp and stuff, and they would come in, and nobody was really in football shape at that point. But Yeah, it's like Duke playing Marathon so Oil. Did yeah. the... Uh... The college also has ever get a chance at a. They, they may have won. They won, they won a couple. Yeah, yeah. remember? They Vince Lombardi have, was pissed. They beat the Packers once. Vince Lombardi I think they got did. really pissed. Oh wow, I'd be upset too. Yes. So, I think then it's po- like they, they can maybe win one game over a sixteen-game season, but it's just totally unlikely. Yeah. People just they just asked that about Miami in the early two thousands too. I remember that when they Miami was really good. Yeah. So the returns are coming in on the bonus lappers. While we're in strip uh, stripper pole mode, KB, why don't we tell people what the actual stripper pole is, which is available at Drew Olson Show on Twitter. We're in Bangkok, Thailand for the Nana Entertainment Club oh. stripper pole today. Nana's got a place. and uh, Oh, man. I'm sure there's a lot of... Uh, the smell of uh, vanilla is in the air, but she ain't there's- bacon. And there's um, and all the, all the furniture is covered in plastic, which is a good thing. <laughs> so um, would you rather... Would you rather have a solid general knowledge about a lot of different things or really deep knowledge about only one or two things? And overwhelmingly, 77% of our smart and good-looking listeners really would rather be our kind of smart and good-looking listeners uh, and not super smart on one subject. So, Well, you know, if you're ever thrown into jeopardy, you want to be able to answer a lot of different questions, right? You want to be able to a broad base of knowledge. Could you pick the... Uh, yeah, but that's pretty tough knowledge, some of those on jeopardy. Could you pick the subject? Armin. I know. One hour yeah, yeah, you can pick your subject. Because I would go Astrophysics. Finance. There you go. I'm a rich man then. <laughs> Astrophysics and um, animal husbandry. There you well, go. You're be, a foremost authority. Astro husbandry. Well, being yeah. an order all my donkey buddy's Christmas party doesn't matter to me. I want to be, if I'm the best in the world. Well, there's want... your animal husbandry right there. Your donkey buddy's Christmas. I'm just saying. Like, this, I'd rather I'd rather have to have one great skill. This discussion makes me think of another uh, cocktail party icebreaker that I throw out there. If you could take a magic pill that would increase your intelligence by 15%, but the one side effect of the pill is that everybody you encounter for the rest of your life would perceive you as 15% less intelligent than you are today, meaning it's a 30-point swing in your intelligence and perception versus reality, would you take the pill? I'd absolutely take the pill, and here's the reason why. I would be 15% more smarter. <laughs> yeah. And I would jump from 30% dumber to 15% smarter. Hmm. So I'm picking up on the dumb scale, too. Oh, See yeah. what I'm saying? No, 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 no. See, no, 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 no. So it's, I would go from no, 30% you're, no, to 45%. You're at, you're at where you're at. No, the, the 15% reduction is 15% smarter than... People think you're 15% dumber than you are right now. Okay, so I without would go to, the accelerator. That's okay, the so point. I'd go to 45% dumber than the average human. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I like to wrestle with that one then. Would you take the pill? I think everybody's too vain and too worried about how they're perceived. That's true. I think you're right. It's uh, a tough one. All right, vote in the lappers in the main poll at Drew Olson Show on Twitter. And speaking of intelligence, we're raising the IQ of people when it comes to the animal kingdom. We do it by playing What Is These Animals? Mm -hmm. The Snoop-inspired game is up next. 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. What Is These Animals is up next on the Drew Olson Show, powered by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. What is these animals?
KB's going to give us some clues. You correctly identify the animal. You're going to win a four-pack of tickets to the Milwaukee County Zoo, one of the best facilities in the country, sponsor of What Is These Animals. Phone lines are open, 414-799-1920. That's 414-799-1920. We actually had a first ballot Hall of Famer yesterday. Someone actually got it on the first try. It's uh, tough to do. It's rare. It's only happened tough a handful do. of times. Usually it takes a couple of guesses, but 414-799-1920. KB, Here give we us go. the clues. They're found in Australia, Tasmania, Indonesia, and New Guinea. They are tree-dwelling animals and rarely ever touch the ground their entire life. It is a very small animal, measuring only about four to six inches in length and weighing about four to five ounces. Pregnancy lasts only 16 days. They're very social. Yeah, they're very social animals. They live in groups of seven or more members. Dominant males in the group use scent glands to mark all the members of the group. That's how he knows who his crew is. That's how he marks his crew. Wow. Scent glands. So they don't eat dairy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They wear a lot of your car. Well, I'm learning from this show. Absolutely. And uh, the the translation of its scientific name, and I can't give you the scientific name because it's too difficult to pronounce, but the translation is short-headed rope dancer. Short-headed rope Rope dancer. dancer. So uh, tell us. Appearing at Nana's in Bangkok, Thailand, short-headed rope dancer. Welcome to the stage. Short-headed rope dancer. What is these animals? Oh, my goodness. All right, so don't give us giraffe because you said it was, what, four to six inches in height? Right. All right, so not your app. 414 When KB does this, there's always one clue that gives a, a tip or, or at least a Google entry point. What would you mm-hmm. say that clue is this time? What do you think it is? Oh, I know what it is. It's pretty, I think, don't you think it's pretty obvious? No, there were a bunch of them there. I mean, you know. Are tree- we sp- okay, so you want me to give the Google clue? Yeah. Well, I mean, short-headed some- rope dancer. All right, short-headed I don't think that's going to get a lot of hits. If you just put that in there. Well, you think about there are uh, there are a number of animals that are treetop dwellers that don't go to the the floor of the they stay on the canopy, so to speak, right? Yes, I remember learning about that. Oh, is that what? when you were studying bongos? Exactly. I was just going to say that when I was studying bongos as All a fourth right. well, young. The fourth short-headed grade. rope dancer again, like that's a safe for work term to search. It sounds right. dirty because maybe because we talk about strippers and stuff, but it's not. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. That's four one four seven nine nine. One nine twenty. Um, yeah, this one, um, we'll see. I mean, uh, the fact that we had a first call guest yesterday, super rare, was really rare. And the fact that we had it on decision day was also uh, the decision two thousand eighteen day. I, I don't know. I thought that was, uh, I thought it was uh, telling in some ways. Um, all right, phones are open four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. We begin with Paul in Madison. Paul, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Gentlemen, that's a sugar glider. It is a sugar glider. Oh, another first call, sugar glider. And what did you do? You did. I gave you the clue, and you Googled short, short headed rope dancer. Honestly, one of my friends used to have like three of them, and by the description, I just thought that's a sugar glider. He owned them. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. they they are pets. You can get them for pets. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I should Mm -hmm. get one of these. I thought maybe like. The sugar glider is something that'd be on sale at Master Z's in the patio furniture department or something. This is like it's a really exactly. sweet. It's a really sweet yard chair. It's a sugar glider. Sugar glider could be uh, kind of like the filthy car. hammer. Yeah, it could be a drink. You know, it could be. Look it up on urban uh, in the urban dictionary. All right, sugar KB, glider you got to find a picture. There. We got to post a picture. I'm of putting a sugar it up. Glider. I'm yeah, I, I want to know. Paul, were they fun to have around and play with or what? 
Yeah, they run around. They'll jump off of stuff onto you. They they literally glide. So if you put them up on something tall and like hold your arm out, they'll jump at you and flying squirrel it to you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, they're so tiny. You can that see. is like a okay. That's. I mean, I'm not that big a ferret guy, you know, but if you have a pet like that, I know people are devoted to them, to their ferrets, but if you had a pet like that, that's kind of sweet. Did you ever think of getting, did you ever ask your mom and dad for a sugar glider, or was this in college that you had, your buddy had them? Uh, it was in high school, and no, my parents were anti-pet for the entirety of my life, but now I have four cats, so what do you ah. There you go. There All you right. Go. Way, way to rebel, man. That's awesome. And you know what else Paul does? He spends his time like running around with scissors. <laughs> yeah. hey, Paul, Eating ice cream for breakfast. Exactly. Okay, you've got ruining four, his dinner. Ruining appetites. You've got four cats, right? Yeah. Do they have first and last names? Um yeah. <laughs> a, a couple How did you know that? Because every cat owner gives their cats first and last names. And possibly a middle name. I had two cats for a long time. I never had a last name on them. I bet you Barb did. My better question would be, if you have four cats, how many litter boxes do you have minimum? Is it one apiece or is it communal? Do you have two? How many litter boxes for no, four it's, cats? it's five. Five litter boxes? Yeah, it sucks. Wow, that's oh, a lot man. of work, man. That's a lot of work. But then so again, yeah, stay but, safe, right? Yeah, but you got to spread it around, especially if you're going to be gone for long stretches. For sure. You're supposed to have, like, one more than the number of cats you have. And wow. I'm not a big fan of that, but this fiancé swears by it. So. Really? You're a oh, good cat owner. Hey, four cats and a fiancé. That's a big win for the program. <laughs> that sounds like a band that's playing at the rave this weekend. Four Got cats a chameleon and a, and a fish, too. So oh, add that in baby. There. What kind of oh. fish? Uh, a betta. Okay. Paul, Paul is now our returning champion on uh, what is the animal lover. Yeah, animal lover. That's amazing. Paul, hang on the line. Armin's going to get your information. and uh, What is these animals? We will get you your prize so you can go to the Milwaukee County Zoo with your fiance and go look at animals. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Maybe come up with ideas to get another, add another animal well, to the menagerie. The sugar glider. They're definitely uh, animal lovers, right? Yeah. You get all those. Di- yeah. Sugar glider is amazing. That's, that's fantastic. I'm okay. glad he's got a fiance. Me too. Because four cats and guy. Well, yeah. Mm, you know, that could so have been. It's a different kind of deal. A, that's isolating. It's a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. And the well, whole, good for him. I didn't. I, I don't look down on cats. Cats are great, you know. We I'm, have a I'm cat. more of a dog guy, but the whole litter thing was, it was bad. I mean, it's bad. I don't. I don't it was hate not, cats. It wasn't a pleasant task. And what happened was, when my wife was pregnant, she read something that said pregnant ladies shouldn't be around cat litter, so it became my job. Yeah. And even after the sprout was born, it's still my job. And I, uh, I didn't what like a great trick by her. Yeah, it was. Do, it was an amazing trick. I only do it when. Uh, Same trick as me. I use when Sue's I out of town. I, I use that trick when I say I don't know how to load the dishwasher. That's a good trick that I use too. Okay, um, so Paul and Madison is our winner. What is these animals? A daily feature until we get tired of it. You can only hear it on the Drew Olson show, powered <laughs> by think? Wisconsin Harley Davidson.
There was a lot going on when the Packers played the Patriots on uh, Sunday Night Football. One of the things I noticed was that Sunday Night Football, I think even more so than Monday Night Football, I just re- really seemed to notice that their mics were picking up a lot of things, conversations. It's getting to where you can hear the center barking out orders and stuff, and you can pick a lot of stuff out. Aaron Rodgers has always said that that freaks him out. He hates the mics. He thinks people hear too much and that opponents hear too much of the kind of audibles and the the, the words they use. And, um, there are many people, there are probably Reddit threads deter- that are devoted to determining whether he says green 19 or 319 when he starts a cadence, you know? People, right, remember, people argue yeah. about it. But that. we knew it was blue 58. That's true. That you couldn't uh, miss. But Rogers has talked about that in the past over the years. That he doesn't like, he'll never be mic'd up. And if he knows players mic'd up, he doesn't want to talk around him. And he doesn't, he doesn't like, he thinks it's intrusive and that there are some lines that shouldn't be crossed, right? Well, as it turns out, Patriots coach Bill Belichick was indeed, to use the phrase, mic'd up during Sunday Night Football when the, pace, uh, the, the Patriots were playing the Green Bay Packers. And he had something to say about Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Now, some people might choose, you're predisposed to hate Belichick, Belichick, you're predisposed to hate the Patriots. Some people might take hear this and take immediate offense and get their hackles up. Armin being a, a sports toad and super fan, KB, you the guy on the couch, I just want you to listen to this and let me think what you think of his tone and how you perceive it in the big picture. Pass rush is what we want. We just got to keep doing it. Hey, we got to keep doing it for 60 minutes. The pass rush is what we want, all right? Keep working the out of those guards. Keep him in the pocket. He's trying to throw us two interceptions now. We're going to get one, all right? He's just lobbing it up there. That's a great job. Keep pressing him. If he runs backwards, all right, then run him out of bounds. That's great, all right? Let's stay with that rush now. Sage advice, but he's trying to throw us two interceptions. Isn't that what Charles Woodson once said about Jay Cutler? Absolutely. I didn't think I didn't I didn't take that as him like necessarily um, ripping Rodgers. You know, it was more in the middle of a game. Come on, he's going to throw an interception. It's pumping you know, his guys. Yeah, pumping I think, his guys up. I think not really a rip. He's more trying to pump his guys up and uh, give him some confidence. And there were a couple of fly balls that Aaron threw, like jump balls, fifty fifties. But now, if I you mean, say that at the midweek press conference, right? Okay, that's no, a different he was story. Nothing but nice when it came to the midweek right. press conference. And but nobody, go ahead, KB. Sorry. He makes that statement on a Wednesday, and it's an entirely different ball game. Yeah, Let, let's listen to it again. For, well, there's another thing that kind of washes over me as I hear this. Let's let's take a listen again. Armin, rush could... is what we want. We just got to keep doing it. Hey, we got to keep doing it for 60 minutes. The pass rush is what we want. All right. Keep working the out of those guards. Keep him in the pocket. He's trying to throw us two interceptions now. We're going to get one. All right, he's just lobbing it up there. That's a great job. Keep pressing him. If he runs backwards, all right, then run him out of bounds. That's great. All right, let's stay with that rush now. Now, he's one of the, one of the best coaches of all time in the National Football League. He's regarded as one of the best tacticians, great defensive mind. But when you watch a coach exhorting his players on the sideline, on TV or in the stadium, don't you think there's usually that, that there'd be a little more substance than that? Do you there, need wasn't, more? there wasn't a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm sure NFL films or whoever had the mic on him, they can't air stuff that's going to be proprietary, I'm sure. But that was just kind of the run of the mill. You could hear that at a Pop Warner bench. You could hear yeah. that on the, the well, sixth I mean, grade Menominee Falls Jayhawks had 
talks like that. So I mean, so what if it works, right? A lot of sports rah rah stuff is a lot of that, though, right? They're not giving like important tactical things at every well, moment. I spent a good portion of my childhood at games, whether at the old Milwaukee Arena, County Stadium, watching kind of the people down on the you know from the cheap seats, looking down and wondering what they were talking about. And now I am one of those guys down in the field, and I know that what we're talking about, and it's nothing of importance. Usually salacious or has to do with chicken wings and how many beers we had last night. So I just thought that there would be more to it than, you know, well, maybe I'll, a little more than that. I would uh, I would present it this way. And uh, coaches, you know, I've had coaches and, and um, my sons has, has had coaches. And I've said this to players that I've coached. It's like, you're not going to be good until you don't, you don't think the game. You play the game, right? And you're not going to get good on the field until you stop thinking. And it just comes natural. Yeah, so if you're sitting in that situation and say something simple, hey, if he's going backwards, you're going to run him out of bounds. I don't have to think about anything other than if he's going backwards, I'm going to run him out of bounds. I don't have anything technical going on through my in my mind. It's the same thing if you're playing golf. If you get a swing thought or something and you get two swing thoughts, you're screwed. You're totally screwed because you're not swinging the club. So to simplify it, I think he's probably doing the right thing. Keep it simple. I think a lot of people, especially with basketball, assume that every time out coaches are drawing up 100 plays to memorize. It's not like that. You're really just reminding them of concepts and trying to maybe give them one thing to remember to look out for or to adjust to. Right? I think most yeah. of the time because there's not enough time to do, you know. And, and who knows, like you said, Drew, we're only catching 30 seconds of a full game of sideline talk, so it could have been. Yeah. There, there, I'm sure there, it does get more substantive, but I think a lot of it is probably a little less highbrow than we like to think. And it is a foot excuse me it is a football it's a football we think football is more complicated than it is yeah a lot of times we, we do, ascribe we like a certain amount of yeah like there's this this secret language in this chess game that we could possibly understand when i don't know that it's core it's smash the guy across from you it's not you know it's a little bit more base than we think i i would agree i would tend to agree yeah, I mean, it's just not... So, I don't know, but there are Packers fans who will hear that and say, he's ripping Aaron Rodgers. How dare he say he's going to throw two interceptions? Well, I mean, look at the look at the way he was throwing. Look at the flow of the game. Is it a rip on him, or is it just the likelihood of something happening? He's not... Rodgers isn't infallible. Well, he's thrown interceptions. I think, I think Bill Belichick read the secret, and it was power of attraction. He's trying to say that we're going to get two interceptions sure. so that Rodgers would throw two interceptions. Could That's they, what yeah. I think was going and on. And he's just you know, letting him know, hey, look, if we get pressure, we have a better chance at a pick. But, I mean, Bill Belichick can't really think intellectually that Aaron Rodgers is likely to throw interceptions. He's one of the least intercepting of course. quarterbacks there ever is. So what he's just if, trying to encourage his guys. Okay, what if? Because Belichick never talks to the media, right? You hear something like that, and you're surprised to hear, even hear that tone of voice. To hear him talk, yeah. But exactly. to hear him talk in, an, in a complete sentence, much less multiples. What if that's just the way he coaches? What if there's nothing deep there? We just don't know. What well, if there's nothing deep there coming it from is, him? It's rare to he- hear him speak in that tone and in that kind of venue because usually he's just in this press conference right mailman mailman jeff just tweets in uh, to me is that really his even his voice question mark exclamation like they couldn't even believe that's his voice yeah he's usually mumbling around like sling blade just saw a tweet um 
this was uh, Rob Hernandez, friend of show, tweet, retweeted Dave, David Brandenburg, probably a friend of Garbedian's. Uh, David Brandenburg is a uh, works at Rolling Meadows Golf Course, editor of Wisconsin Golf Supers Magazine, mm-hmm. KB. And his tweet, I want to bounce this off you. He said, 34 years working in Wisconsin golf and between the rain and temperatures, I declare this the worst fall ever for fall golf um, in Wisconsin. Golf, what, you put, you put there the was a lot of water while. down. And I, I, two weeks ago, I think I played, but I, not very much recently. Um, there was a lot of water down, no doubt. There was a lot of water down. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would say... I, th- I would say it's bad. Now he could be coming from he could be coming at it from the perspective of an agronomist uh-huh. and what it's doing to the grass in terms of what he has to deal with. It might be the worst, oh, much yeah. the, you know, not necessarily players per se. Yeah, I, but I was just wondering on that level because I don't I don't remember. We, I don't remember it being that bad. But there was busy. we had a lot. There was a stretch where there was a lot of rain, and you know a lot of yeah. a lot of places had a lot of standing water. And um, oh, Eric, the golf pro, reaches out and says, "1,000% agree. Worst fall ever in Wisconsin for fall golf because fall golf is blissful in Wisconsin. When you get those nice sunny days, when you can actually wear like a little wind shirt and be comfortable. And the only bad thing is looking low for your ball with the leaves, leaves and low sun. Yeah, but it can be. Uh, it's fantastic, especially oh, I, at some of the beautiful courses we have around here. Aaron guess, Hills with the colors, oh. Black Wolf, Black Wolf, Whistling Straits. It can be phenomenal. That's unbelievable in terms of the vistas. Yeah, if you will, it's unbelievable. I, I know, had not thought of that though. I hadn't either. I know that there's been some water, but I, I would have. Well, the spring I remember was really bad. Remember, this was an awful spring. Yeah, we were getting snow in through April, and it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I I just put a poll out on Drew Olson's show, a table dance poll. Okay. Just uh, for cat only owners only. Does your cat have a first and last name? And uh, Ted pa- Ted Perry comes right back. He goes, "Yeah, this is spurred a longer than I wanted discussion in the newsroom." You're good at those. This is uh, so far the nos have it, sixty-two percent, KB. Okay, but I think you should have a, a separate category for multiple cat owners because you did say, "Yeah, multiple cat owners tend to have first and last names okay. for their cats." But no, that's okay. Just leave it like what it is. I'm, oh, I'm not going to send another one out. I love the show's it. almost over. I love it. That's fantastic. Um, Let's let's talk to Mike Heller. Mike Heller, host of the Mike Heller Show, which follows us on these here airwaves and interwebs. He joins us. Um, Mike, do you agree? Is this the worst fall ever for golf that you remember? I, yeah, I thought it was the worst uh, back half of August, September, October. Yeah, it started badly, right? A lot of rain, yeah. a lot of not a lot of those pristine, perfect kind of you know, sunny, clear days. Well, and I've never been a big fall golfer anyway, which I've always felt like I've missed out on, but it's it gets pretty busy for me once Badger football uh, starts kicking in. So um, I don't play as much in the fall to begin with. And then this year, uh, I don't think I missed anything. Yeah, well, I mean... This, the, I'm I, I'm not paying attention to it because I don't I don't golf that much in the yeah, summer, much right. less fall. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, now that I look back, I'm like we have had some crappy. It's been a long time since we've had yeah, decent weather. Rotten. It's I a lot of rain. I would say that since Labor Day, I didn't play an awful lot, and I was easily playing well, four my, yeah, or five and, days a week. And Mike shuts it down because of football because he's getting busy and right. stuff. But I can see that. That's uh, yeah. Well, summer was nice. Summer was good. It wasn't as good as last summer. Well, last summer was the summer of KB. That's right. Well, this one was yeah. kind of KB. This this summer, the only reason that this summer wasn't really good on the golf front is that 
We went the entire golf season, and I uh, I did not golf with KB, not a single time. We Although never another at a golf course, you did tweet. And, and Top golf doesn't count in Phoenix in March. Yes. No, but we will have. I've got something in the works where we're going to have a two man Milwaukee versus Madison thing that'll be coming up next summer. I guarantee you. But you tweeted that thing about uh, Brandon Stone. On the European tour, got 500 balls to see if he could make yeah. a hole in one. And you said, we should do this. And I'm all in. Give us each and five should, and sit on yeah. a par three and see who can make a hole in one first. And it should be done for for great cause. It should be done for charity. We can find a couple of corporate sponsors oh, on that yeah. And uh, It's a little bit like Greg it, Gard with the yeah. half-court shots. It's a, gr- it's a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm all in. Oh. I am all, all right. in. We'll put something together. It's the best yeah. idea since Decision 2018. Decision that I matters. Loved. I loved that. I watched that video like three times. It's just fantastic. Which one? The Kate Upton one? <laughs> when no, we broke right. down that the voting in the state? See. No, that one. I did one, not see that no. one. Did the rest oh, of them we should look. Uh, Mike, you're talking to Jim Ozarski today, huh? We are, and Jesse Temple from... Um, from theathletic.com. So we've got, we've got some stuff to talk about. And why college athletics really sucks. i got some data for you. Oh, baby. We'll be listening college to Mike. football and basketball. Thanks for joining us. We yeah, you listen. bet, guys. Mike Heller is up next. Thanks for listening to and enjoying the Drew Olson Show. Make good choices. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.